Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Once I think, remember too, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's what yeah, I mean. yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Right in front of you. Well, Merry Christmas from the Jojatorium. It's the King with the boys. It's Adam, it's Matt, and we're just Holly and Jolly. So, Adam, my gift to you this year is we're taking a, a whole week off. Yes. <laughs> I don't have to bother you to like get yourself out of bed at 2 p.m. to figure out how to do this shit. I can be blackout drunk the whole day long instead of just the morning. Exactly. But do you remember when we actually pit Germany beers versus pumpkin beers against each other? I do. We picked some of our favorites and threw a three-on-three battle. Certainly did. And uh, if you didn't listen to it, now's your opportunity because here comes the clip. I don't know. We got some good ones. We do. Because in round two, we usually feature a local beer. But we're going to move right into our challenge, Adam. So... Adam uh, likes to get hammered and go out and buy stuff. So he actually went out and bought six different kinds of beer to feature here. So what we're going to do is we are going to pit Pumpkin versus Oktoberfest. Because uh, these are usually the two camps we see people split on during the fall season. So, Adam, you did go out and get heavy hitters from fantastic breweries. So this is my, this is my pitch to you. Here's what we're going to do, okay? Let's... Drink these things, but no one wants to hear us drink them on the microphone. It doesn't play very well, right? Right. So I'm going to challenge you to a little bit of would you rather while we, uh, while we, while we sip drink. on these things. Sounds like a good time to me. Cool. And, and like Matt said, so like as Oktoberfest fades out, pumpkin beers fade in, and we're kind of right in that transition point early October. So, uh, And on the Oktoberfest side, we, uh, we have Marzen and Fest beer represented. So that will be Team Germany. And then we have three beers for Team Pumpkin. Yeah. And both sides feature some local. Yes. We have a, one local pumpkin and two local Oktoberfests. So what we're going to do is when we go through these things, we're going to see which team has the best overall flavor profiles, the ones that we would actually buy if they came in a three-pack ski. And then we're going to pick our overall favorite beer. In, the, in between us trying to figure out would we rather, I don't know, freeze to death or catch on fire and burn to death. Yeah. I, so... Adam, it looks like we you know, have, real light listening. <laughs> yeah, super real light listening. So, uh, let's crack open something from Team Germany. So, okay. um, go ahead and pick one out here, and let's intro it. Let them know what it is. Sure. Can I start with the one I'm most excited about on that? Absolutely. Team? That would be Full Pints Steinmeister Lager. Mm. Uh, it's a Marzen. Um, Full Pint has been resurrected by a friend of the podcast. Bobby Nacho and his business partner. Um, and we have not had them on the podcast yet. I drove out and grabbed some of this from up north. Absolutely. So let's crack it. And while we're drinking this beer, if you want to find out what's happening with Full Pint, if you just search them out on all social media, and they actually have their own website where you can see 
uh, what's going on inside their brewery and also some of the different features they're going to have in terms of like food and upcoming events. Uh, my understanding is their Oktoberfest was absolutely killer. Um, so, and I'm kind of upset I couldn't go out and catch it because yeah, I'm freaking busy too. I'm still pissed. I'm still being pretty cautious with the COVID thing because if you flash back to a couple episodes ago, I still had to go on COVID watch. Um, I am vaxxed, but I have little kiddos that are not. So you won't see me at a lot of these things, but uh, so I will get out to them. I promise you. Um, so Adam, yeah, cheer, there, another thing about real quick. Cheers. Another thing about Full Pint, real quick, uh, on their website, they have an outpost where you can buy cans, and that's where their Oktoberfest was. Um, in Wexford, near Wexford, I don't know the exact address, but also on their website, you can see everywhere they distribute to. So you can see where to find it if you're not in Wexford, which I thought was really nice. And you see everything they have available. They keep Absolutely. it updated really well. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed knowing that it's actually really close to where I live, too, where I can actually pick up a pack um of some of their stuff and also the place that i go to for a lot of my stuff shout out to allegheny beverage they're pulling in a lot of uh local stuff and i constantly tell them like hey man full pint's back you need to reach out to them because i think because full pint does a really good job of like of like traditional style beers and i mm -hmm. think in my neck of the woods traditional style beers reign supreme so i think they would do very well out in the middle of like to call them out in the middle of nowhere so and plus, I'd like to have more full pint in my fridge at all times. <clears throat> so, Adam, while you drink down these, this delicious beer, I have to ask you, would you rather live through an episode of Orange is the New Black or an episode of Black Mirror? Oh. Oh, my. I think Orange is the New Black. I think I could find something fun. And you, like, you kind of know what's coming at you in Orange is the New Black. Black Mirror, it's a different yeah. freak show every time. So I'm going to go with the predictable and the possibly fun, possibly sexual assault of Orange is the New Black. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, uh, <laughs> one thing they don't really let go in Orange is the New Black is there's a lot of sexual assault <laughs> in there. Yeah, but in Black Mirror, it could be sexual assault by like a robot. Which I'm down for, which is why I'm going to pick Black Mirror. Uh, only like I love Black Mirror because there are some episodes where I'm like, I don't want to be the main character of that one. I'm hoping that I could like be an ancillary character, especially the one where the lady is like being rated at all times on her phone and her rating I goes down. Uh, oh. That's a great episode. I want to be the person that starts her downward trend. I want to be like, do you hear about Marcy being a bitch in that, <laughs> that HR meeting? I gave her two stars. <laughs> so you're just going to troll the poor lady? Yeah. I like that. That's what that's I'm definitely going to be in there, man. Man, we might have to do a couple would you rathers. These beers are going to take a second. Yeah, that's totally fine. Or we can get ripped and chug them all. Mm, I don't want you to do that because I have to ask you Would you rather nobody remember who you are at your 20-year class reunion or have everybody comment on how old you look? This is so dumb for me. I'm never going to a class reunion. You have so. to. Uh, what were the what was the first choice? Would you rather nobody remember who you are or have everybody comment on how old you look? Hmm. Comment on how old I look. I do not take care of myself. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I would say uh I would love to believe that everyone would comment on how old I look, but that's not what they're going to talk about when I go there because I I I got kicked out of my 5-year reunion. 
and everyone remembers but that. Like, oh my god, he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, definitely, dude. Um, so <laughs> I got hammered at at that event, and I decided to interrupt my class president while he was trying to give a toast to everybody. And I was kicking things off a table. I actually got up on a picnic table and walked towards where he was talking, and I was talking reckless shit. And at the end of it, I looked at my buddy. Uh, I'm not going to say his real name, but I looked right at him. I was like, me and him, you should respect us. We got dicks like Jesus, <laughs> which <laughs> is a dirt nasty. Or a that was Mickey, Mike, Mickey Avalon. Mickey Avalon, yeah. yeah I got dicks like Jesus. Um, because at the time, I was really into those guys, <laughs> and I was hammered. So no one's going to – everyone's going to remember me, and no one gives a fuck about how old I am, but everyone remembers me embarrassing myself uh, at that reunion. <laughs> Good lord! Uh, oh, this one's gonna play. Have to do smaller pours on the next Yeah, episode. buddy, we're gonna have to. Holy cow! Uh, let me see here. Would you rather walk barefoot in a public bathroom or through poison ivy? <laughs> <laughs> it's very good for my current situation of having poison ivy. Uh, barefoot, poison ivy. That I mean, public restrooms. Just oh god, hell no. I have farmer's feet, so I'm okay. I'll walk to that public bathroom. I you got, think so? I can. I, I, you I could wear play a, shoes when I don't wear shoes. You could play like shoes. a fun secondary game of, is that puddle water or pee? Yeah. Like water or urine. It's a fun could game. I, I can skip the puddles though, right? You could try. Good luck. I think it should have to be a public restroom at like a freaking Penguins game. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, poison yeah. Ivy. Yeah. Poison <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going in a Coles one no. one seater bathroom. You're going through a stall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's... they have to have a piss trough. That's it's a stadium public restroom. Oh my yeah. god, dude. Because uh, that's immediately where I went. Yeah. Because like that's how bad it would have to be for me to walk through poison ivy, and it's definitely poison ivy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we are finally done with the uh, Steinmeister Marzen. What do you think? I think it's a perfect representation of what a, I think of a Marzen. Yep. Like, uh, it's got that malty sweetness, mm -hmm. not too sweet, nice and light. I could, it's almost 6%, but I could probably rip through a six pack of those real yeah. easy on a cool afternoon. Absolutely. The maltiness on this thing really shines through. I really enjoy it. Like you said, I think it's a perfect representation of a Marzen, and I could definitely have quite a few of these. And I'm going to ask you, do, do you, you have more of these, right? I do. I bought a whole four pack of those. So. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're brewing after this. Are we <laughs> so we're going to need beers after this. We're going to need beers after this. So, Adam, I think it's a smart idea if we take smaller pours yes. of the next one. Especially since the next one's 7.5. I'm eyeing it right now. Yes. I think we should hop back and forth between the teams. Smart idea. Yeah. Smart idea. So, so I'm going to start from this side on the pumpkins. Okay. So what Adam is reaching for right here is Trogue's Master of Pumpkin. It's a pumpkin ale from Hershey, Pennsylvania, clocking in at 7.5%. Yeah, I say just take as much as you want, and then we'll finish them during the brew day. That sounds like a good idea, because I'm going to tell you right now. Because we're going to have to either do, like, four would-you-rathers for each beer, <laughs> or just finish these later. I think I want to get, like, at least a good, like, mouthful or two. Yeah, I'm going, like, a good four-ounce pour. Yeah, because we can slam these when we're done. Yeah. So if you want to, also too, if you want to find what's happening with Trogues, Trogues is a bit, kind of a bigger brewery. So if you want to find out what's going on with Trogues, uh, just search them out on social media. They have websites galore. They'll be able to steer you in the right direction. So uh, cheers to number two, buddy. Cheers. They're, yeah, they're probably my 
favorite like big craft brewery. Definitely my yeah, I mean definitely in PA. They're yeah. I would say too, man. Um it's they're it, monsters. Absolutely. And I like the Troganator. That's like my favorite my favorite thing. That and um Mad Elf. I like uh Nugget Nectar. I like Nugget Nectar. Really well. good stuff. You know what else I like too, Adam, is would you rather so let me ask you, would you rather donate your organs to those who need them or donate your entire body to science? It's a weird one. I, I don't have much explanation. For some reason, it's organs to people who need them. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to say that, too, unless – here's what I, I'm, I'm thinking outside the box here. We're thinking dead, right? I'm thinking alive. I want to donate my body to science if they're going to do weird stuff to me. I want to like. Oh yeah, see, I was assuming dead. I want to relive like the fire in the sky. You <laughs> want to be in Reanimator? Yes, yes, absolutely. I want to see if they can like make me fire in the sky. Yeah, dude, that movie's fucking crazy. You're just looking to get probed, huh? Absolutely. I want to get weird black shit poured in my mouth, and I want you to like uh-huh. funnel shit into me, and I want to come on the other side like knowing little event horizon as well. Oh, dude. Talk about a B movie we should have talked about. Vent Horizon. See that lean. We were doing B horror, we and that leans sci-fi. Heavy for me. sci-fi, yeah. yeah. But I will say, uh, one of the most fantastic sci-fi horror movies yeah. in my rotation for sure. So I would like if I could not do a Would You Rather on that and just yeah. do a. I'd like to donate my organs to the yeah. people that need them. My liver is fucking blasted though, so nobody wants that. That can go to science. I want to see what they find. Is it like whenever a, like an athlete unfortunately commits suicide and like take my brain to Boston right, right, right. for CTE? Do you think that your liver has CTE? <laughs> I think my liver has pro skills. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I literally. Ba- you wanted to talk about last night. I literally battered my liver in beer and then went to Sheets and ate a twelve-inch hoagie and downed a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> what are you doing? We're thirty-five. Stop it! And then I was late getting started today because I. My, my tummy wasn't feeling good. Well, glad you say that because we're going to drink six total Which beers. just imagine how much I drank last week to be hungover. Because I woke up fine other than yeah. a little bit of tummy rumblings. I needed some Tums. and yeah. Well, t- Tums is, Tums here is a I good am. thing. Tums and a uh, Bang Energy drink. Listen, and man. And some Black Forge coffee. And I'm right. I'm right. Ship's righted. That sounds like a bunch of like conflicting things. Like none of that should work inside oh, yeah. of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be able to. Never mind. That's what? really graphic. Go for it. I was going to say, I'll be able to poop through a straw tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's not graphic. That's just accurate. <laughs> so, Adam, would you rather have a permanent unibrow or no eyebrows at all? No eyebrows. Yeah. I think you could, like, make it cool. Like, like a unibrow, you stuff? just look like an ogre. And there's nothing else you'll ever look like. I've de- and. Oh, boy. <laughs> Deep dive into my life. That's not going to make me go. sound great. Here we go. When I see somebody with a unibrow yeah. and somebody with no – because I've seen both of these. Of in, course. In the wild. Yeah. Um, when I see somebody with a unibrow, I can't stop staring at it. <laughs> Where if it's a person without eyebrows, I'll, like, look and, like, double take and be like, oh, no eyebrows. Yeah. And, like – Done and over Done. With. Yeah. Yeah. But the unibrow, you just can't get away from. Because it's like you just need – like, you're just – I, I automatically want to come in with some tweezers and just be like... Right in the middle. Yeah. Because in all honesty, I could grow close to a unibrow if really? I didn't take care of mine. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I have some thick-ass eyebrows. You do. Yeah. I trim them down like You weekly. keep them really nice. I trim them almost weekly. Give you a lot of credit then, man, because those look good. I'm going to tell you right now, because you're weirded out by it, 
and I see you more than I see my own wife, I'm getting the fucking unibrow. Because I want to weird you out at all times. I wanna, you just want me to look at your face all yeah, the time. Yeah, dude. And I want to give you, like, weird eyebrow raises. Like, huh, you see that? Like, <laughs> keep giving me the eyebrow raise. <laughs> Lifting the, it's like you're lifting the world every time. Absolutely, I'm, I'm Atlas. So, Adam, we just got through the Master of Pumpkins. Um, I'll go first this time. Go since, ahead. Uh, I'm going to say right now that might be positive. That's an Imperial pumpkin, as close as it can be without being an Imperial. It's um, it's it's right on the border. Some yeah. people would say seven fives Imperial. Some wouldn't. It's a boozy pumpkin. Um, I will say this, I wish that there was a more of a pumpkin flavor to it because I feel like it's just very spice forward and booziness and it's not like I won't say it's bad, but master of pumpkin, I don't know about that. Um I my thing is I put everything up against spooky tooth because that's my favorite uh pumpkin not featured today. Not I knew featured. that, so I wasn't giving you that Thank easy you. one. That was that was, Oh, favorite beer. <laughs> but no, um it's good, but I think it needs more gourd. I agree. I, I do think it's boozy, um, but I like the booziness. What I don't like is the spiciness because there's one spice that's coming out super prominent for me, and it's my least favorite in the pumpkin spice Cardamom. Family. No, it's clove. It's real heavy. I get a heavy clove. I'm getting a cardamom. I don't. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's clovey because yeah. – uh, even like a little bit extra clove hits me the wrong way. I yeah. don't like Christmas ham because everybody shoves clove in it. You would like my ham then because yeah. I do not use yeah. clove honey, on my Honey glaze that thing and leave the mm-hmm. cloves out of it. Um, so it's a little too clovey for me. A good beer. Um, I kind of like that since it's boozy in a 7.5, it has that cloviness because it slows me down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but d- definitely not better than our first beer. I don't want to start ranking them yet, but I'm just going to say that one right yeah. now. Um, I did like that Marzen better. I'm gonna say I could drink more of those. Yeah, I could say I could drink more of the Marzen. I would say this too: I, if they could tune down the boozy and turn up the gourd, I, that would have been a good. Yeah, beer. it's missing a yeah. little bit of thickness. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah it's a little exactly. thin and spicy for me. Yeah. I'm okay with the booziness. I don't know, man. Like I, mm, I think whenever I'm I mean, going, that's just personal point of yeah. personal preference. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, Adam. Let's go back to Team Germany. All um, right. I really want to jump into that dancing gnome. Nope. We're going in order, sir. You're going to have to wait till. Damn last. it. Okay. So we're doing – because I want to end on a local for that side. Okay. Because this is our one coming from furthest away, actually outside of PA. Uh, it's coming from not Stamford because I said that wrong. It's Stratford, Connecticut. Uh, so not where WWE is. <laughs> Thank God. This is Two Roads. I've had a lot of Two Roads different stuff. This is their Oktoberfest. It's also a Marzen style. Okay. Um, coming in at 5.8%. So I've also had some Two Roads in my time. And I uh, really enjoy their uh, their porters. Our porters are usually pretty good. I enjoy those. So it makes me very excited for the Marzen because I kind of feel like it kind of uh, borders up on the same thing. It's a uh, traditional style. I've had a lot of their IPAs, and I, I like them. I, there's nothing I can say negative about Two Roads, which is why I chose this one. Yeah, and if you want to find out what's happening with Two Roads, again, like all the other beers here that we're featuring, you can search them on social media, and they are heavily active. Um, they have lots of things going on in their brewery as well. And if you ever do get out to Connecticut, it's a great place to go to. I'm going to take my first sip on this thing. Adam looks puzzled. 
it's a. I'm not going to give my total feedback now, but yeah. right off the initial taste, it's a big departure from the full pint one. Yeah, it is. for me, it is. So uh, actually, then let me ask you the question that's more on the nose for you. Would you rather wear clothes that are always way too big or a couple sizes too small? Way too big because <laughs> wait, if it's too small, it's uncomfortable. Yes. Too big, it's uncomfortable to go in public and have people see you like that. But like, if I'm lounging on the couch, like, yeah, but cool. You have such an active lifestyle, though. Like you're. I don't. I have, but I do. But I have a beer gut and man tits. So like, too tight is not good. <laughs> <laughs> too tight is not good. I mean, I'm working on. It. I've been lifting weights since the pandemic's lightening up. But yeah, yeah. still not comfortable. I'm not wearing a schmedium anytime. I soon. love your answer so much. Yeah. I'm definitely going to go with too big because I'm a big guy already, and I already wear a size too big than I already should. Because it's the same. I have a beer gut, and I do have man boobies. Um, so I'm trying to stay away from highlighting those attributes of my body. So I'm definitely going to go yeah, with Yeah, I don't want the, a small uh, child trying to, like, <laughs> milk me. It's like, Mom, is that like the cows we saw at the pumpkin patch? Do I try to give it grain to earn its trust? Like, <laughs> Well then, Adam, I'll ask you then, since you and I, you and I are both heavily tattooed, I like to believe that. Well, not heavily tattooed, but we're tattooed. You know, I'm working on getting heavy, heavier tattoos. Yeah, you have more tattoos than I do, and I'm trying to catch up to you, and I will eventually here. But I have to ask you, would you rather have a tattoo of the title of the last book you read or the last TV show you watched? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dumb. When's the last time I read a book? Definitely not Oh, man, I think the last book I read from like cover to cover yeah. that wasn't audio form, yeah, was the Tipping Point, which is like a business book. So it's like, so if we included audio books, then what would it have been? I think it's, I'm like in the middle of listening to it. Oh, okay, because it's such a monster to read. I had it like is. some free Audible books, yeah. so I bought a bunch of Stephen King shit. Um, and that's what I was currently on. Um, oh, it was either that or like. Starting your brewery written by the owners of Lagunitas. Yeah. So it's like one of those. Either way, none of those. Uh, I definitely go TV show. It's the last TV show I watched. Yeah. So that's Squid Game. It's really popular Dude, now. And, yeah, and it's brutal. So uh, I definitely go with TV show. Yeah, I would say too. And I want I'm already late to the party. I just. I, <laughs> so I tried watching it last weekend. Yeah. Uh, passed out in the middle of the first episode, <laughs> which missed the best part of the episode. No, I'm not going to say any more spoilers. Just missed the best part. Yeah. Um, so me and my wife watched it, uh, last night, I believe. Okay. Or Thursday night, Thursday night. Yeah. So, and we're watching it together. So th that makes it tougher. I can binge watch by myself really easy. Yeah. Her work schedule <laughs> kind of messes with, but we're going to get through that quick. I think. Yeah. Uh, if I got the tattoo of the last book I read, it'd be the Hellbound Heart, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's good. That'd be a good one. Um, is that the Keith Buckley? No, that's Watch. Okay. Um, but no, Hellbound Heart is Clive Barker's book that led to the Hellraiser series. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, like fantastic. It's fantastic. Five dollars on Amazon for the 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 uh, digital. So so worth it. But I also have been watching Squid Game, and I would love to get the Korean calligraphy of it on me because yeah. it is so. Especially the way they they write it, it'd be so cool. Um, and I can. And I'm, nobody will know what it is in five years. No, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Netflix is going to die because they keep raising prices. Uh, so we just finished uh, our our third beer. Third beer. We're halfway there. We're halfway there. So Adam, what'd you think, man? I um, I think this is the other side of a Marzen for me. So this is the sweeter, lighter version of what we had in the first one. Personally, not my style, but some people like it that way. Yeah. It's not a bad beer. It's just a little too malty for me. Mm -hmm. 
and a little too thin. Yeah, I was gonna say too, too sweet, too thin. Yeah, uh, the sweetness was the first thing. I almost, I almost wanted to say candy at the beginning. Yeah, because it has that like honey that's, sweetness. To that's it. what hit me. That's where you saw my face change. Because yeah. like, whoa, wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a little bit of a deeper malt, and it was a, li- it was really bright for a Mars. In it, my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that one. It was definitely, it was brighter than the the full pint, and I like my Marzins more caramel borderline right. kind of like i want that and, I'll, and i don't like i like it to be caramely but not filling and yes. the full pint hit right there like it wasn't too heavy but and the malt was there but it wasn't sweet it didn't finish sweet yeah yeah i, I would say that too uh, good good beer just um unfortunately they they came in after the full pint so adam with the jump back to team pumpkin what do we got i'm excited about this one we have curious gourd from evergreen which is in Camp Hill, PA. Ooh. And this one's coming in at a 6.3, so a little later than our first pumpkin beer. <laughs> but what I really like on the label, it's like an inspector pumpkin here. I really like Like a that. little investigation. And from what I think, that's vanilla beans he's holding. So if this is sir. vanilla-y, this could be good. This could be really good. Uh-oh. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Daddy likes pumpkins and Daddy likes vanilla. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so if you want to find what's going on Evergrande, they are uh, an upcoming, more popular brewery. And... You can search them on social media. They're always on board with doing some cool stuff. Evergreen also has the Sorbetto series um, that is – I think they're on like 30 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, series. I'm not a – I mean, teach their own. I'm not a fan of their Sorbetto series, but I am a fan of their IPAs. Um, and their other beers are really good. They do some really good barrel-aged stouts and stuff too that are phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, they have that uh, Citra, your ass down, and that's – such a good beer, especially if you like that bright, shiny citra hop in your beers. The sit that that very citrus forward, fruit forward kind of IPA. Um, that's the way to go. So, all right, Adam. Before I take my first sip, I have to ask you: Would you rather throw the best parties but have to clean up the mess by yourself, or never go to a party again? <laughs> throw the fucking best parties. I, I pretty much do that now. Unless you're over here, I throw <laughs> awesome parties and clean up by myself. I know. Well, uh, and people are like, oh, because Matt doesn't go to the parties? No, I go to the fucking parties, but what happens is, is I clean. Yeah, you you are my cleanest friend yeah. by far. There's something inside of me that clicks, and I have to clean. It's because I'm a mama's boy, and my mom's a big cleaner. <laughs> That's why I like you so much. Oh, dude, brew days with you are so easy. Yeah. I just like... Leave shit everywhere. Yeah. I'm getting really good at cleaning now, but I'm not going to prove it to you. I'm just going <laughs> to let you do your thing. Yeah. But, oh, definitely throw the best. To never party again. Like, yeah, that I sounds can't terrible. Imagine. That sounds terrible. I don't even care. People, uh, I could have three people puke on the floor here. I'll clean it up. I'll clean yeah. it up. Just to have parties, just to be with people. I'll, it's it's a real, well, this is going to get a real, real worth four beers in and I'm going to get personal. Hell yeah. But I was a real hermit and a real introvert in like high middle school, high school, even in college when we met. Yeah. But since, like, I found my group of friends, and I don't know who I'd be without my group of friends. Yeah. So, like, to not have parties, to not have big social interactions, the, the pandemic was tough. I mean, yes. get, getting into craft beer, it opened my world up to people I would have been scared to talk to um, before that. So, yeah, I'm a big people person now. I'd love to have a party. I don't mind cleaning up the next day hungover. Yeah. It's, it's fine. I would say, too, I'm a big social person, and if I wasn't able to go out and do things like party style or 
I, I lose my mind. So, uh, and to to kind of go back to what you were saying, like when we were before the pandemic and before we both got like, well, you got in the craft beer scene before I did. And you pulled me in. Thank you for that, by the way, because the people I've met because of you getting into the scene has helped me, uh, especially with this this platform po- podcasting. And it kind of gave me the courage to do it because I I finally realized I have like similar interests with people, which is cool. But if you remember before all this, I would go like talk to the people that like if there was something happening you'd be like like oh is that so and so like is that john five or is it yeah I'm, like, guess, I'm, I'm gonna go talk to him guess who i did <laughs> guess who i didn't talk to this past week amigo the devil because yeah. <laughs> you weren't there yeah so we go back to the first amigo the devil show we had a- adam and was the second and the second adam was like kind of apprehensive about talking to amigo the devil which if you don't listen to, to amigo the devil you need to great murder folk folk punk kind of guy just and he's so sweet he's walking by me and i just like leaned over and was like amigo pulled him right over we took pictures with him it was great and uh and that was like kind of my thing but i think the roles have reversed man like you will say like oh that's the head brewer of like insert incredible brewery let's go talk to him or I'm like walking up on you, and you're already engaged in the conversation. If it's in brew culture, I'm still good. With yeah. it. If it's a musician, though, I it's tough. I did this. I did without you approach Connor from Tejon just Fra- because we interviewed them, and Friends I was like, podcast. "Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I need to let him know who we are." But like, also a part of me that night, and Lori can tell you about this later. I was like, I was gonna like bring merch and like take beer and try to get them to like try our beer and i didn't do any of that i was like i was too too nervous to do that part but i did say hey and uh said we were decaying with the boys and everything like that and that's where i come in i should have went and grabbed my the damn hat i bought and had oh, him sign yeah. it but uh lori had it and i didn't think that for it i think uh they're they're a good group of dudes and they were so nice during the interview and i can't wait for them to come through pittsburgh again yeah We'll be there. Yeah. I hope they play like Spirit or something, like real small, and it's just them in an opener. It would be a killer time. And I will be Ubering home. Oh, yeah. Faux sure. It also helped. I talked to Connor because we went to Strange Roots beforehand. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I had like three beers there. I was three beers deep at Mr. Small's already. So there you go. That helped. (laughs) Because pounder cans of PBR were only five bucks. That's good. Dude, that's, that's I more. did one dogfish sixty minute. It was like seven bucks for a twelve ounce. Ew. Like, not doing that no again. No more. <laughs> no mas. <laughs> so Adam, we just finished our fourth beer in the showdown right here. And, and fifth beer of the show. Yeah. And I will I'll go first. Go um I love this beer. This is exactly what I wanted. It tasted like a pumpkin cookie. Like it was mm. it had the sweetness from the gourd. It had the rollover fine so People want vanilla to be very sweet. In beer, you want it to be very even and, and kind of rolling, and that's what this vanilla was. Vanilla kind of acted like a linking agent between all the flavor profiles. Just enough spice, just enough pumpkin, just enough vanilla, and a decent finish coming in at a 6.3%. Dude, I might have to fight you for the remaining three cans of this. Oh, you don't have to because I think it sucked. No. I, lo- <laughs> I, lo- I almost got into a fight with you. <laughs> I love this beer. Inspector Pumpkin on the label is definitely looking at vanilla beans. Um, I think the I just echo what you say. I think that vanilla just brings all the aspects of a pumpkin beer together, yeah. and it's it's a really tasty treat. That's 
That's an awesome beer. Yes. That's what I want my pumpkin beers to be like. Exactly. That's what I want. And also, too, you know what I really liked about it? The color. I was just going to say, the color oh. was shocking when I poured it out. Because yeah. I was like, whoa, this said it was an ale, not a stout. And as you poured it, just it lightened up a little bit. But it's a very deep, dark brown. Yes. But it does not... There's no roastiness. There's no. That's what I was waiting yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. There's and none it of that. Never came out. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that darkness just came from the vanilla. That would be a shit ton That's of a vanilla. Shit. <laughs> a metric shit ton of vanilla. <laughs> if, if you guys don't know right now, vanilla is like a thousand dollars a bean. Right. Yeah. Now. I just bought four for a beer we're taking to drink the cookie table, and it, I had to put a second mortgage out on the house. Actually, what Adam doesn't know is I actually like sold one of my kids <laughs> to get the money to help supplement his mortgage. My vanilla beans. <laughs> my vanilla bean supply. I'll miss you, babe. Hopefully you're surviving. <laughs> and the little, little peek behind the curtain for the brewery. So on a homebrewing level, you can do tinctures. Yeah. So I took those really expensive vanilla beans and put them in cheap ass vodka to extract Smart. more flavor. Smart. <laughs> so it's like, oh, to take these precious gems and put them in a ten dollar handle of vodka. Nikolai vodka. It's Nikolai. Is it Nikolai? <laughs> oh my god! You quintessentially put vanilla beans in hairspray and yeah. you're just hoping for the best. <laughs> uh, it works. I've done it before. It works. It's the best to extract that flavor. So we just tap danced over in Team Pumpkin. Let's go back to Team Germany for the last beer we have here, and that is the Dancing Gnome, correct? Yeah, this is so, the Dancing Gnome. Dancing Gnome's uh, Fest beer. It's a German lager. Tell us more. Yeah, so a Fest beer, unlike a Marzen, which we were our first to, do not lean too heavy on a sweet malt character. It, it's kind of drier, and it has a little bit hoppier backbone. Not hoppy like an IPA or a pale ale. But just a slight bitterness. It's a it's a little more well rounded, clear beer, kind of like a normal German beer. So it kind of boards on a crispy boy. If you're kind of yeah. yeah, if you're trying to like equate it to something, so you're looking more towards like Pilsner like idea. Um, and of course, Dancing Gnome is known for their IPAs, so that's why I was kind of like looking forward to this one to see how they would kind of go the opposite direction. Because if you're new to the beer scene and you're not really sure what an IPA is versus like. A German lager, a fest beer, or like, you know, a Pilsner. IPAs are hoppy. They're usually pretty hoppy, pretty aggressive, especially Dancing Gnome puts out more like West Coasty style IPAs. Um, so I'm really excited to get into this one. And if you want to find what's going on Dancing Gnome, search them out on all social media. They have great collabs too for the Barrel and Flow, um, which we yes. previewed or we uh, reviewed uh, like two or three episodes ago. Mm -hmm. So check them out. And uh, also great guys over there. Uh, so Adam. I have to ask you, since we're still doing "Would You Rather" in between here, this one this one's hitting close to home. I want you to I want you to get teary eyed. You ready? Oh, no. Would Go you ahead. rather save your best friend's life if it meant five strangers would die, or save five strangers if it meant sacrificing your best friend? <laughs> You're dead, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know me. I don't give a fuck about strangers. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I'd. Uh, Sorry to the five strangers. I hope they didn't have loving families and wanted to die anyway. Uh, but I'd save you, or I'd save Dennis. I'd save any any of my friends that I uh, I love. Uh, it's I don't know. That's probably a character flaw in some <laughs> psychological study. I'm sure. But my friends are my friends. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah. So spoiler alert. I just had to make I, you worry. As I agree. Oh, dude, like you had a lot of conviction in your face too. I, mean, I was getting worried. I was like, he's gonna kill me. But I will say this. Um, can I pick the way that the five strangers die? 
Oh, I don't know. That's that's up to you. I mean, You're asking the question. I'm so. asking you. Would you give me the caveat that I get to pick the way that the people die? I no Cause no because I'm going to save you. Okay. Well, yeah. Go ahead for fun's sake. For since we have the same answer. So I want to go back to Squid Game. So I want to have those five people play Red Light Green Light, <laughs> just like I do in the first one, and not tell them. So I didn't spoil, but you did. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> So, hey guys, episode one, red light, green light goes on, and people die in fucking mass. But I want to kind of pare it down. I'm like, oh, listen, and I'll present you, though. I'll bring you out. Be like, hey, this is my best friend, and I saved him. But I have to put you guys in this game. And just so you know, you might all not make it out of here alive. So just listen to the instruction. And follow those instructions. And take it very literally. Yeah, take it very literally. <laughs> it's like the Great Brit- British Baking Championship, and they're like, <laughs> follow the recipe. <laughs> to the tea. <laughs> to the tea. <laughs> and then that weird Korean doll comes out. It's like, make sure that you don't move after I say red light. And <laughs> Oh, and those, those fucking ARs start popping off. Jesus Christ. But that's how I would do it. I'd make it fun. Sure, play, make a game out yeah, of make play a for game death. out of it. Yeah, it's a fun, <laughs> fun hypothetical question. But in all seriousness, I would save you no matter what. You're, thank you. I'm saving you. I appreciate you. You are my best friend. I can't say no matter what for you, but thanks. I would save you no matter what. Well, yeah, I would say No, you wouldn't. There are no, caveats. No, you yeah. wouldn't. There are caveats. There are caveats. My children. No, I was not going to say it because yeah. that's dark. I'll but, say it. Yeah. I'll say, and, and I would be okay with you killing me. But to I save was going to say, like, <laughs> if it was like you guys hanging off a cliff, and I could take one. You would literally tell me go save your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so on a later side here, Adam, uh, this is actually pretty, probably pretty easy. The recipes you. are in the blue binder. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt. I've taken over Bash Brew. Welcome to my welcome to my tutorial. <laughs> Adam, I have to ask you, so I can drink all of this beer real quick. Would you give up coffee or soda forever? Uh, it's super easy. Soda. I'm not a soda. I really treat soda as a treat. Like, I only drink it when I'm absolutely so hungover I can't drink coffee because my stomach gets real uneasy with coffee. But behind beer, coffee is my next drink. Absolutely. And then after that's water. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> eventually we might hit soda. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like beer. I'll just say alcohol, coffee. Yeah. water because i like bourbon too so i'll say this so when i was i went away uh for my job my nine to five i went away for six weeks for a training where i had to like i was like heavy working out all the time and i wasn't able to go out and like do my normal stuff so my treat in the the mess hall i had to go to uh my treat would be to have sprite like if i'd worked mm-hmm. really hard that day i'd have like a little like uh eight ounce glass of sprite so i was easily too soda get the fuck out of here so is that your favorite soda sprite yeah yes as far as like mainline brand it's probably dr pepper for me but i'll take like a local cream soda over anything oh yeah it's second to none. But like as far as big brand dr pepper yeah. I like Dr. Pepper. I do like too. Sprite too. I like Sprite because it helps with my hangovers. Yeah, yeah. That's when I lean. So most of my soda consumption is Sprite because I'm usually drinking it for yes. a hangover. The only problem with Sprite is it's caffeine free. Yep. So like I also have to like do something for that caffeine, but sometimes it's worth it. If it's a 
if it's a post wedding hangover, I'm leaning on Sprite. Oh yeah, Sprite, Sprite and Gatorade. So I've actually done the LeBron uh, mimosa. Have you ever seen this thing before? No, is it just Sprite and Gatorade? It's orange Gatorade and Sprite. That would be pretty. Awesome. And you put it together. It is really fucking good, and it helps your hangover tremendously. So Adam, we finished our fifth beer. What do you think about it? I really liked it, and yeah. going into it, like I knew I liked fest beers. I had not had. In full disclosure, I have, uh, other than Master Pumpkins a few years ago, I haven't had any of these beers before. Um, but that one was phenomenal. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Uh, I love Fest beers. Uh, as much as I love Adam beers, again, thank you, Necromancer, for that first beer we had in the first round. Um, not to disparage you, but you were all the way in the first round. But this Fest beer is spot on. It's it's nice and light. It's crisp. It's got like this nice like sweetness on the back end of it. I really enjoyed it. And at four and a half percent, it's something you can have all day, all night. And I honestly, man, this is the perfect time for me to get you in a verbal contract. I'll give you the rest of that gourd one, the yeah. vanilla evergreen, if I can have the rest of this one. Oh, yeah, shake hands on that one. Yeah, I'm gonna shake hands on that. I definitely gonna do that. So, speaking of pumpkin, buddy, we have to move on to the very last beer, and it comes from our sweet dear friends. That's why I saved them for last. Over at Inner Groove. Yes, yes. Inner Groove is, hands down, one of the best breweries, not just in Pittsburgh, but I'm going to venture to say in Pennsylvania. So, I was lucky enough to party with the folks at Inner Groove twice this week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, not, o- not only did I party and with them survived. last <laughs> night, uh, which was a great time, but they also released this pumpkin one on Wednesday night. Okay. So we were there on Wednesday to try it out. They do also have a coffee version of this. No. So I encourage you to go get yes. that. Yes, okay. That was on draft only, nitro, but all of it was with a cinnamon sugar rim and – it was good. That's was phenomenal. Dad, that's Daddy's Lane right yeah. there. Uh, and of course, Inner Groove. If you search them on social media, you'll find out that not only do they have their space over near like the Penn Hills area, but yeah, their so second Verona. space. Yes. Verona. Yeah. Their second space up in Allentown is coming together now. It's not open yet, but they're constructing it now. And we didn't even mention what the beer was, so let me go ahead and do that because um, we're just excited to try it. So it's Inner Groove's Hallowed Ground. It's their uh, pumpkin ale. Coming in at 5.3%. This is the only one today I've already had. Like, I just admitted. but Yeah, and I can tell you right now, Inner Groove, I love, 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 love your IPA game is on point. And I'm trying to remember, is it, is it Ethereal? Yes. The Ethereal? Yes. One? Oh, my God, dude. When that one comes out, I go buy two four-packs every time uh and and the other thing too about inner group same back. i don't like sweet ipas but that one that just crushes point, dude yeah. it's super vanilla super balanced um so also inner group if you go back uh, a couple episodes on hop nation they were interviewed and did a great job over there but they talked about how they came up with their ideas for like naming the beers and they're very music influenced yeah Fantastic. And a lot of their music influences are like 90s alternative which is like where i started listening yeah. to music so it's it's cool and uh it's two husband and wife couples in their ownership and their brewing. So it's really close to home for me. It's like really inspirational for us here. Um, so yeah, just love that brewery. And they kill. They absolutely kill. 
So, and right now, I would like to thank just everywhere I got the beer. I didn't want oh, to do yeah. any spoiler alerts, but <laughs> thanks to Intergroove. I picked it up at Intergroove. Thank you, for, uh, thank you, Creekside Beer Distributing. Got some there. We got some at the Washington Beer Company in Trinity Point, Washington County, and Full Pint. So, yeah. I'd just like to thank everybody for uh, allowing me to buy some beer. Yeah. I'm just, just to put them out there. Um, can't say enough good. I mean, of course, the breweries are great. Can't say eni- enough nice stuff about Creekside or Washington County. Oh, yeah. Uh, or Washington Beer Company. Uh, Washington, Washington Beer, Beer Company, Company, you can awesome. mix and match four packs yeah. of anything they have, which is crazy. Like, there's not many places that do that. And then Creekside has a crazy local selection. So, very easy to get in there and find what you want in the Western PA atmosphere. Yeah. Um, they have everything. Just a great. Uh, these distributors are starting to get into the game of like splitting things up and I'm excited about that because there's nothing worse than when you take a gamble on a four pack and it sucks and the first beer comes out terrible. And here's the thing too. And then three of them sit in the back of your fridge uh, forever. And you try to like palm off on your friends like this is so good, dude. But here's what I'll say too. Brewing beer is much like pro wrestling. And although we crack jokes on both, both are very hard. Yeah. I'll say that. There's nothing easy about it. Just because we say something might not be to our liking does not mean we're disparaging that wrestler or that brewery. Well, and it's all personal preference, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, to go to that Master Pumpkins, they make it every year for a reason. Somebody yeah. likes it. Uh, it's just not – it's just too spicy for our taste. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never uh, dump on a brewery no. um, without trying everything they have. If they have one style that I don't like – Try the next. That happens, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, we've gotten the breweries before. Point of personal preference, man. Point of personal preference. So, Adam, as we sip on the last beer here, I have to ask you, this is a good one. Would you rather go backstage with your favorite band or be an extra on your favorite TV show? Now, that's your favorite band or favorite TV show of all time. It could be still in production and still on tour, or you can fantasy book it. Canceled, dead, whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely band. I just don't know what band. Trivium. Because I just like in ways. I do love Trivium, <laughs> but I just like music over TV. To pick a band, though, I don't know if I can do that right on the spot. That's tough. It's just it goes in ebbs and flows on like what I'm really into at the moment. I mean, killer. If I'm fantasy booking, fa- purely fantasy. Yeah, booking, absolutely. It would be Maylene and the Sons of Disaster because that means Dallas is doing really well. Yeah, Dallas is healthy. Um, oh, geez. So I'd pick them, but I'm really into them and every time I die, clearly. Um, but just right now, like that's what I'm really into is yeah. like that kind of like Southern gritty. It's Southern and Rust Belt gritty, yeah. heavy metal, hardcore. Well, it's like, like hardcore with a soul. Yeah. You yeah. know, like uh, you look back at like other hardcore acts that, and I love this band, but this is a comparison I want to make like Comeback Kid. That's from the much maligned Victory Records label uh if you put them up against like like an every time i die despite both of them being very very good i really enjoy just like the soul of every time i die and i think that's why they're my favorite band um because they embody that that's not true because you're going backstage at panic of the disco i love panic of the disco so much (laughs) so you can cowboy shit brandon (laughs) i would cowboy shit the (laughs) fuck out of brandon (laughs) yuri i love that that was, you know what, too? Did I just pick yours? Did yeah. I just do your... <laughs> you know what? Let's go for it. <laughs> I would love to be backstage at Panic at the Disco. Um, because 
two things. One, I love their music, first and foremost. I don't care. I don't fucking care. Like, I, I love everything, but for some reason, that that band from, like, that 2002 emo era really stuck with me. Uh, really enjoyed it. And then their progression as they went through. And, like, Brandon Urie is, like, the only person left, really. Yeah. It's, like, him and, like, his supporting band. Uh, but I went and saw them when I left a really toxic job. It was my last day, I went and saw them because my wife got me tickets. And it was like when the uh, was that when you were working for the shopping cart company? N- nope. No, it was after that. Okay. But I still work for people who probably work for the shopping cart company. <laughs> uh, but like that job was so toxic, and it was like going to see uh, Panga Disco was like the release I needed to be like that's so over and. They had the Prayer for the Wicked album came out, and it was they had songs like "Fuck a Silver Lining" and "Hey Look Ma I Made It" and shit like yeah. that. And I and in my career, I've made it. Like I ascended to the top part of what I can do in my field, akin from like being like so far into the echelon of like anonymity. Right. That that album resonates with me a ton. Um, and like the, like the Roaring Twenties song too, like tying off a silk tourniquet and shit, like like all these things, like blasting through my twenties and surviving in my third. Like, yes. Long story short, long explanation short, I would go backstage at Pan of the Disc. Glad I just booked that for you. Thank you. So if I could fantasy book another one that's even more impossible right now, I would love to be backstage at a Motorhead show just to see if oh, Lemmy yeah. if Lemmy could force feed me enough Jack Daniels to kill me. He could, <laughs> and I bet you he could. He could. He actually. I think that party would, and that party and that conversation would be epic, unbelievable, yeah. epic, totally epic. Do you remember? You and I went to. Um, it was me, you, and another buddy. We have Zach. We all went to Mayhem Fest, and somehow we ended up in the Jack Daniels tent. Do you remember that? Yeah, like literally, in like I fell into it. Yeah, while we were in there. Yeah, we were in there too long, <laughs> too long, because I kind of felt like yeah, everyone... one of us won tickets and like got VIP access to that. Zach, wow, Zach won it. He's impressive. Absolutely. I remember being in there, and it was almost like nobody else was going in because the shot girls were like, oh, do you guys want this or that? And I was like, do we party like rock stars for like 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. It, it was like if – Almost done. After we were drinking like Eagle oh. – uh, Oh, not Eagle. The honey. The uh, wild turkey honey. Oh, yeah, dude. We split – American honey. That's American honey in, in the parking lot, and we had – we were drinking American honey in the parking lot. And yingling black and black sands. <laughs> And we were mosh pitting in the parking lot, and we got in somehow. Yeah, you fell into the Jack Daniels tent. I literally tripped on the oh post and fell. Oh my god, into it. man! And they're like, "Oh, you need some more." I was and I'm like, like, "Yeah, I fucking yeah, do." Sure. <laughs> I just embarrassed myself. Sure. Yeah. Poor we shots were like my 22, 23. Yeah, yeah, the prime age to get manipulated into drinking yeah. more. So speaking of drinking more, Adam, we just finished our last beer of the showdown, and I think it's my turn to go first. And I want to say. Thank you, Intergroove, for this beer. <laughs> nice and th- this spice that you have on this one is nice and even, and I don't taste a whole lot of pumpkin in it. It's not as predominant as I want it to be, but the spice is as balanced as it could be. It's a good, good beer, and it makes me very, very thirsty for the coffee. 
yeah, version. The coffee version is really good. Yeah, um, I think because if you had the coffee bitterness balancing out more of that spice, you're going to get like a nice pumpkin spice latte kind of taste out of it. So I want to say intergroup, fantastic job on this one. Coming at five point three percent, I can have a whole four ski of this one, and uh, just great job. Thank you so much. Yeah, for being on the lower end of the ABV scale, it really, it really stands neck to neck with that Evergreen one in my mind. Uh, it's the spices where the spice needs to be even at 5.3 there it's not thin it's it's still full body it's still tasty and i could drink the whole we have a four pack of this as well so <laughs> this brew day is going to be brutal <laughs> um but yeah great beer they never disappoint yeah absolutely um so adam we've gone through six heavy hitters from not only Pittsburgh but our friends out in Stratford Connecticut in two roads so I have to ask you uh, what is your if you could pick one of the teams here who's your overall favorite team I can't believe how hard it is for me to not I be know. on team pumpkin because um, I don't usually like pumpkin I usually am a German loyalist Um Damn. Say it. It's like, well, we have like two, we have two good ones on each side. Yes. And one that wasn't quite my taste. Right. Um, But if I had to drink them all day, Mm -hmm. I'm going to team Germany. Oh my goodness. We couldn't be more different because I am going to go team pumpkin. I, I look at team Germany and I see two banger beers and dancing them in full pint. And then Two Roads just kind of undersold just a little bit. My thing was Two Roads wasn't the worst I had today. It's not the worst. I will say that. But whenever you approach me and say Marzen, and I feel like it's too sweet, and I'm looking for sweet on pumpkin. It almost... It that two roads almost came off like a Vienna lager. Yes. I I don't know. Yeah, there was something really sweet about it. I'm going to say this, and this might be... I don't know. Sacrilege. Might cause a fight, but I'd rather have Master of Pumpkin over Oktoberfest. Oh, see, I'm I'm opposite, just yeah. barely on that. No, it's not going to cause a fight because they're, yeah, they're. Yeah. So uh, I'm going Team Pumpkin. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy it. Also, as the queen of Halloween, I have to make sure I stand firm with my jack-o'-lantern trios, uh, intergroup Evergrande Trogues. So uh, we are spooktacular in our choices. So I am Team Pumpkin. Adam is Team Germany. Nobody lost here, by the way. No. Let me just say, all six of these beers are fantastic. But, Adam, we have to get down to our favorite beers. So aside from you picking your team, any one of these six beers can be your favorite beer. Which is your favorite? So the funny part is it comes between two, and yeah. it's one on each team, actually. I can, um, I can tell you right now. I can understand exactly where you're coming from. I think I'm going to stick with my team Germany, though. Okay. On on my favorite overall. And I'm going with the full pint, Marzen. This is where we agree. Because for me, it was down between the full pint and the inner groove that beers. That was my two. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and only because I love a good Marzen, and I feel like full pint hit the Marzen out of the park. Yeah. 1,000%. That... So we'll give a strong silver medal to Intergroup because that Absolutely. was that. Those were the two eyes between, but it's like, it's just again personal preference. Where like, eventually on pumpkin, I'll burn out. Yeah, but I can drink. It's just the style. Hey, if Intergroup made a Marzen, I'd love to put that. Head to oh, head. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you're right too because after a while, like you keep 
pumpkin, 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 pumpkin. And it starts to be like, oh, God, but I can have that right. caramel maltiness all day. And then even in third, uh, third would be like just a fist fight between Gnome and Evergreen for me. Like, Yeah. I, I think say. I'd lean Gnome. Evergreen, I love it. It's just so sweet. Um, it, it's well balanced, but it's still on the sweet side. And this is where we would also disagree because I would take Cause Evergreen. You, yeah, Evergreen. Yeah, because I like the balance of the vanilla and the pumpkin. See, I like flavor. the hoppiness of the dancing now. So. And that's why we're going to swap yeah. those beers out. Yep. <laughs> already, already verbal contract. So, guys, if you're out there and you really are hunting down some of the best beers in the Berg and also out there in Stratford, Connecticut, check out Two Roads, Dancing Gnome, Full Pint, Intergroup, Evergreen, and Trogues. These guys set out heavy hitters all year round, but right now they have some of the best fall beers that you can get your hands on at this time. So, again, Two Roads, Dancing Gnome, Full Pint, Intergroup, Evergreen, and Trogues. Thank you, guys. All these beers are fantastic. Just because we rank them doesn't mean we don't like you. Hey, Adam. Do you remember when you had the best week ever? You got a beer put on the tap system over at Penn Brewery, and I think you got drunk as shit at Barrel and Flow. I don't remember that at all. Can we listen back to it? Yeah. Guess what? I got a clip for you right now. So, Adam. You went to something really cool. You went to Barrel and Flow. I did. And thank you for that. And I did not black home. Black. Wow. <laughs> Are you drinking now? I did. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had a couple today. I did not black out until I got back home. Beautiful. Uh, at the after party we had down here in the Jejitorium. Wonderful. So I, 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 it was really nice. It was uh, in a very nice area of the city, nice and spread out. So it was easy to kind of... Um, Take your time in between beers. Didn't seem rushed. There weren't like long lines for anything, um, and had a great time. Had some great beers. Yeah, I saw some of the posts, and I, uh, most notably like Hello Brutiful um, Pittsburgh. She puts up awesome pictures, so she was able to take some pretty cool shots of how. I mean that that festival really took over. Yeah, downtown, which was nice, man. I mean, it's a it's a cool festival. It's and it does have national recognition. I was reading reports on it from like USA Today and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty cool to see that it's it's going everywhere. And like I think you said on the last podcast, other nations are trying to figure out how to do the same thing. Yeah, from what it, from what I've heard. Yeah. So it's it's huge, and, and it's it's all, it's all originating here in the Berg, which is yeah great. And it was a success from everything I understand. Yeah. Ticket sales were great. The vibes were awesome. Things went well. Really cool vibe. Met some friends of the brewery and the podcast that I hadn't met before or haven't seen in a really long time. Uh, yeah, it was just a really good day. And it's wonderful. And the cool thing is, is that you think a lot like me. And when you go to a place and you say, hmm, I like this here. Do I like it at home? You grab beers. Yeah. So it's round one. We have beers. Put them together. Call it round one beers. What we got? So I actually ordered this one in line after tasting it. Uh, we have Sweet Delight from Abjuration Brewing Company, friends of the podcast. Uh, it is their white stout with peanut butter, honey, vanilla, and milk sugar. And then this was a collab with PBJ Customs, which are some great artists in Pittsburgh uh, who actually did the label for the beer, anybody that has them. So, yeah, I went the day after uh, a beer fest to go pick these up. <laughs> 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 gave me gave me a reason to kind of nurse my hangover on Sunday. Yeah. I can tell you another, so the the album I almost said album art. I'm showing my age. The can art here is awesome. It is 
it's it's like a model. She's wearing some honeycomb, and she's got uh, like a waffle cone around her waist. I think it's a peanut dress. Peanut dress. My peanut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, big honey it's drip. Like a peanut shell. Super rich colors all over the can, and of course you got the cool barrel and float emblem on the back. Um, so real quick before we start diving into everything here, make sure you check out and follow Barrel and Flow on all social media because this is going to come back. Uh, it's going to be back for 2022, and I will get my ticket for that one. And, of course, uh, friends of the podcast over there at Abjuration. If you want to find out what's going on with them, you just search out Abjuration Brewing, and they're on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, they just I just saw it today. They started construction on their outdoor patio space. So Congratulations. Yeah, big news out of, yeah. for them too. And this was my my and my wife's favorite label art of the festival. And I, I think yeah. I I don't want to speak for her, but I think it was her favorite beer. I couldn't pick one for a favorite, but this is definitely one of my favorites for the festival. Yeah, I like this one a lot, man. Um it, it says it clocks in with some it's some peanut butter, honey vanilla and milk sugar and i can tell you right now the peanut butter is the main star of this thing loving it uh we also see some two row of course a lactose in there. there's madagascar vanilla beans uh yeah coming in at 5.6 this is this is nice man yeah and it's crazy how much peanut i get or peanut butter i get in the nose and the flavor usually i get it one place or the other this is all throughout and I st- that honey still comes through, and that sweetness yeah. is still there. It's very delicious. It, it's all very balanced. I mean, I, and I think they were smart because the the peanut butter is the star. Because um, peanut butter has that unique ability to elevate flavor profiles like vanilla, like honey, and they accompany very well. This is fantastic. I'm glad. Thank you for grabbing this, by the way. Yeah, and I'm grateful it was only 5.6% uh, because I think it was one of my first, like, 10 beers of the morning. So. <laughs> what were some of the other ones you really liked? Uh, Trillium had a great, uh, I think it was a double IPA there. Um, the one our friends at Brew Gentlemen did with Run the Jewels was phenomenal. Killer Mike, baby. Yeah, Hitchhiker had a great collab there. Um, our friends at Burgers had a really cool... Uh, Dunkel, I believe, with hazelnut in it, Ooh, which okay. was a really cool lager. Yeah. And then Dennis's collab with Our Town was a uh, pineapple uh, hibiscus IPA. Yeah, that's right. That was really good. Really Damn. cool color, really good flavor. But uh, Revolution Brewing had some killer stuff out there, a really good stout, and the West Coast IPA we had on last week. Um, so, yeah, it was there, was there was no losers in my yeah. mind. What's really cool, too, is I think because Barrel and Flow, I think, is a really unique opportunity to showcase – uh, you know, black culture, black art, black breweries, black business. And I think it it also gives breweries an opportunity to really, like, get experimental with some stuff, too. Like, you're you're combining with some artists that bring some really cool ideas to, you know, the table. And you kind of want to match their energy. And they come with that, like, cool, like, vibrant, art, artsy style. And these, and these beers are all the same way. They're all, like, they all have a twist to them a little bit, you know. it's But it's awesome. I mean. The couple of beers I've had from the Barrel and Flow sample, uh, this one included now, like you said, I haven't had a bad one. Yeah. 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 And 18th, uh, 18th Street, who did the collab with Revolution, which is a big mid- – Revolution's a huge Midwest Chicago brewery. Uh, they actually had a stand right next to Revolution. So it was like, oh, you can have the collab and then go see what they do in Indiana oh, that's in, their, so cool. in their black-owned small craft brewery. And they actually uh, – thinking of them, they had a killer barrel-aged stout that was only like – five percent like it was low abv but like had all the flavor in the world oh so i misinterpreted i thought they were the only the collabs are on pour over that they had their other stuff there no, too. yeah oh, oh yeah shit. so 
almost everybody has a collab and then they'll have one to three other beers. That's it. And it just so happened 18th Street collabed with Revolution. So Revolution was serving the collab. So 18th Street came all the way from Indiana to Pittsburgh and just poured two of their That's so cool. what they do. That's which awesome, was really man. cool to see. So another big reason why I'm going to go to it next year. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, first and foremost, I wanted to see. I love art and I love beer, and they put it together. Uh, I love that first and foremost. Plus, like supporting Dennis. I love. We love Dennis, of course. Listen to the last episode. We clearly love Dennis. Um, but trying all the other beers too, man. That'd be that's just something really cool. And I'm I'm amazed too now that you didn't black out. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, once I got home. Well, not <laughs> once I got home. We probably drank with quite a group of people from the fest uh, including the guys from hop nation including dennis so i got pretty deep in um, oh yeah and then couldn't bob my head above water anymore <laughs> but didn't feel too bad the next day surprisingly but yeah i definitely went nighty night oh yeah at like uh 2 30 i think that's pretty good for a dennis night yeah I, I kept my head up until everybody left and then it was good job bye bye yeah yeah so Adam goes into melted candle mode when he gets to a certain point, and that's when you know it's time to go bye-bye. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of national breweries that also come in that we don't get here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and next year, I met with both, went to meetings for both homebrew clubs here in Pittsburgh uh, in Allegheny County, and they're both going to try to get to next year's as well. They were in the prior iterations of Barrel and Flow when it was Fresh Fest. Yeah. Uh, this year, of course, was kind of hectic. And the brew clubs weren't meeting as regularly, so yeah. we missed out this year. But we're going to try to get some homebrew there next year with some collabs. Hell well. yeah, dude. I would love to see uh, – you know it would be really cool if you could collab up with um, Baron Batch. If you could somehow get a hold of him and you guys could – Baron ba – uh, what is it? Baron Bash. Yeah. That would be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, where are you at, Baron? We got, a, we got a collab ready for you for next year for Barrel and Float. Get us at the KNWTB and all social media, man. Adam, fucking stop with the bells. My bells. I didn't get you the bells to do it the whole time. Two-hearted. Intro. Intro bells. Intro bells. Bells two-hearted. <laughs> well, why take these bells off of you? Do you remember when uh, the wonderful Bobby Nacho came to the Jojatorium? Couldn't forget it. Yeah. Highest rate episode we recorded the entire year. And uh, I remember when I pitted you against him with zombie trivia. I didn't do as well as I thought I was going to do. I thought you were going to sleep him. But I pulled off the win. You did. I think. Well, Let's all find out. If you can't remember, here comes the clip. Adam! But you know what I love the most? Is watching you walk into battle. Usually it's against me. But now we have a guest. What do you got to pit me against my friends? Because <laughs> I want to see you... Suffer. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hat turned backwards. I'm rolling the sleeves up. So Matt, you play out. you about to play teacher here. Uh yeah, I wore the Slash sweater for a traversed. reason. So Just don't grab him by his bitch bun. <laughs> that's right. We are into the full on Halloween showdown, and it's Adam versus Nacho. And since Mr. Simmons, aka Bobby Nacho, has resurrected full print. It's only right that this showdown be on zombie trivia. Ladies and gentlemen, ghosts and ghouls of all ages, but definitely 21 years and over. Grab your Knight of the Living Stout, Dawn of the Living Stout, and your Steinmeister Lager. Rolling Morrison. Oh, no. Nachos with drinking night. So you can prepare yourself for the terror. So these two combatants are going to enter into the Jojitorium Arena. I'm going to fire off some questions to them. 
and they are going to play for points. End of the game, whoever has the most points wins. So right now, not only is it the Jojatorium versus Mr. Nacho, it is Bash Brew versus Full Pint. Jeez, oh, man. Bragging rights oh, on boy. the line. All the pressure's on me. So I'll let you guys decide who gets to go first. I think Adam should go first. He's the host. Absolutely not. The let guest, the host go first. Guest goes first. Let the host go first. Guest goes first. Oh, damn. So, Seven. Mr. Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask you a multiple choice question. I'll read the question and then read you the answers and then you may take a pick. And just know too that there is a bonus question at the end. Bonus. If, if you answer the question wrong, your opponent has the ability to steal. Everyone cool? Ready. Let's for, do this. <laughs> for all the listeners, Mr. Nacho has flipped Adam Bashland the bird. Zombie shit. Mr. Nacho. Who is the lead special effects artist on The Walking Dead? Tom Savini, Howard Berger, Greg Nicotero, or Steven Yeun? I have never watched The Walking Dead. So, with that said, anybody that's named Berger is my friend. <laughs> so I'm going with Berger. Adam, who is the lead special effects artist on The Walking Dead? Remaining question, remaining answers are Savini, Nicotero, you. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Nicotero. Nicotero is correct. At least he was in the seasons I watched. He was. Because that shit got old quick. Mr. Nicotero actually, <laughs> since the time of this podcast, has directed 33 episodes of The, the oh, Walking wow. Dead. And he has been the feature special effects artist across all the seasons. And... For a bonus question, first crack, Mr. Nacho. Where is Greg Nicotero from? What is his hometown? Saskatoon. Adam. <laughs> I'm going to look like an a-hole if it's here and, it, and I don't say here. I'm going to say uh, Columbus, Ohio. Greg Nicotero is from Pittsburgh. Damn it, I thought so. And he studied under the legendary oh, I knew he studied Romero under. and Tom Savini. Yeah, I knew he was with Savini. I didn't know he was from here, though. Adam. Can I just tell you that I've never watched a zombie new movie ever? No type of zombie movie, no type of TV shows. I've never watched anything with zombies. Well, this will get good, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, number two. In Zombieland... The main actors are named after their hometowns. What is Emma Stone's name? A, Tallahassee, Wichita, Columbus, or Little Rock? Emma Stone? Emma Stone. Can you, can you give me those again? Tallahassee, Wichita, Columbus, Little Rock. Wichita. Correct. You sure she's not from Beaver? <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't be for Falls, bro. Seventh Ave. <laughs> Mr. Nacho, for a bonus point, what number does Woody Harrelson paint on the side of each car he drives? Now, remember, for a hint, since you've never watched zombie movies, it is the number of a very famous driver. NASCAR driver. Would have to be three. The great number three, the Intimidator. I did know it then. I wasn't sure if I knew that answer or not. Ah! Mr. Nacho, what was the first feature-length zombie film? Zo a Voodoo Island, White Zombie, The Earth Dies Screaming, The Devil's Daughter. 
What was the second one? White Zombie. White Zombie. That is correct. <laughs> Everyone can pull one out of their ass once in a while. <laughs> Adam Bashline, as a bonus question. That was my guess. What year was White Zombie released? Nineteen sixty-two. No, for a steal. Nineteen seventy-two. Nineteen thirty-two. Damn it! Whoa! <laughs> I was going to go nineteen forties. I was like, that, I don't even know if they had movies. It shortly followed Nosferatu. Very, very shortly oh, that thereafter. Makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Adam, I believe you're up. Finish this white zombie lyric. Five. Yeah. Wow. The demon warp. Blank. In 1965-55. On a nosedive, makes the devil cry, coming alive, I'm fucking John 5. <laughs> it's coming alive? That is correct. I do like, I do like option, um, uh, option letter D, though. <laughs> so, Mr. Nacho, for a bonus point... What year did Thunder Six, Thunder Kiss '65 debut? 1965. 1992. Oh, I wanted a shot at that. No, it's a bonus point. Oh. You you got the point. That's okay because I have another bonus. I think I would. I think you. I would have said '93 anyway. But. True or false? The man who became Buckethead actually featured on the remake of Thunder Kiss '65. Is it true or false? True or false for a bonus point. Ugh. True. False. Yeah, that's a good question. Then, thank it's you. Really random. So, Adam, it's uh, no, it's Mr. Nacho. It's on the Mr. Nacho. It's on, yeah, it's on him. Mr. Nacho in Shaun of the Dead. What was the name of the pub that they were always planning to run to in order to quote unquote let this all blow over? I don't even need the multiple choice on this. <laughs> the Clada, the Manchester Lane, the Crown, the Winchester. I was looking for Ed. I was looking at Adam to see if he would give it away, and he didn't. Poker face. Ah. The Clada, the Manchester Lane, the Crown, the Winchester. It's because I just feel bad for you. This game's not fair in here. <laughs> the Winchester. That oh, is correct. Oh! <laughs> Adam, for a bonus point, Sean. The Winchester. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, actually, can you tell me where the crown's from? Because it's also from one of their movies. Not for a bonus point, just see if you know it. Oh, I don't, uh, Hot Fuzz. Correct. Hey! But for the bonus point, Sean's stepdad, Philip, has a car he loves dearly. What is the brand of that car? Philip was such a little dipshit. I bet you it was a Fiat. For the steel. Oh. What brand Wait, of car? Wait, I didn't get the steel Thunder Kiss. Never mind. It's your game. It's not my game. You're you the made, teacher. You made fun of my fucking elbow pads. <laughs> Fuck off. Nacho. Sean's stepdad, Philip, has a car he loves dearly. What is the brand of that car? If elbow pads were a car, it'd be a Saturn. A Jaguar. It Damn was it. Ooh, Jaguar. it was a nice car, huh? Yeah, it was a Jag. He was kind of douche we're gonna move into a little bit of this or that Are you going to like a soft like freeze tag version of roller derby after this with those elbow pads or what hey you won't roll with me though you scared you scare these elbow pads i'll throw those <laughs> are they padded like mine don't think so so we're oh, going into pointy as hell <laughs> super pointy 
we're going to go into a game of this or that. So I'm going to give you two zombie movies, and you got to tell me which one has a higher lifetime gross in the box office and post-release. That means DVD sales, and it's across the world. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I believe, who are we on to here? Adam? Is it you first? Yeah, he got yeah. the, well, he got the Winchester. Okay, then, yeah. so it's on you. Adam, the two movies that you're pitting against each other are Night of the Creeps and Dead Alive. Who had the highest lifetime gross? Easy. I would have to say Dead Alive. Wrong. Wow. Ooh, I'd have been wrong I just too. went with the one I saw. <laughs> Nacho. The Evil Dead versus Reanimator. Evil Dead. That is correct. I mean, I like Reanimator. I, I, I know the video game. I never played it, but I've heard of the video game and I've seen it. The so. Evil Dead came in at two point four million, while Reanimator came in at two million flat. Wow, that's not that. High. It's not no. as high as I expected. Mm-hmm. Adam, Resident Evil Apocalypse versus Resident Evil Afterlife. Ooh, Ooh. you're setting me up in this round. pressure. Going with the one I saw in the theaters, which was Apocalypse. That is wrong. Damn it. Wrong. I knew it. Nacho. Hotel Transylvania versus Zombieland. Mm, I'm going to say Zombieland. That is incorrect. Damn it. Fucking stupid, Woody Harrelson. Kids. I knew it was Woody Harrelson, too. Adam, the last one in this round. We're doing really well. <laughs> Death becomes her versus Pet Cemetery. Oh, I can't, come on! I can't pick against. But was Pet uh, Cemetery even in theaters? It was. We're talking about the OG, not the remake. OG. I have to. I have to go with it. It's probably not right. Pet Cemetery. That is incorrect. Yeah, Death right. becomes her came You're in at wrong. fifty-eight million, while Pet Cemetery came in at fifty-seven million. Oh, it was close. Very. Close. You lost to a nobody. <laughs> I fucking love it Almost a beer out the nose moment there <laughs> So update on the scores right now Bobby Nacho is winning Kicking your ass Four to three Yeah four no, to three I don't know how that's possible This final question I don't either <laughs> Is worth three points Oh This is up for all the marbles So last question Closest without going over wins World War Z is the highest lifetime grossing zombie movie of all time. This hellaciously fast-paced zombie flick eats the brains right out of the skulls of Warm Bodies, Resident Evil, Dawn of the Dead, and Creepshow. How many bones did this cinematic graveyard stack up? And I believe since Mr. Nacho's in the lead, I will give him first choice. Can I defer? You cannot. <laughs> Let me say this. Uh, Don't stick in the thousands. It is in the millions. Oh, I, it obviously, it's in the And, you know, I, I have to say, I thought I never saw a zombie movie, but I did see World War Z. Okay. Yeah, you and many others. Yeah. Old Brad Pitt got a lot of people um, in the seat. He certainly did. I'm going to throw out the number seven because I randomly said seven before. So we'll say seven million. Seven million? Okay. Adam? Really low. Is this... Prices right rules. Prices right yeah, rules. Be, oh, yeah. so I could just say eight and be a real. You'd be a real douchebag about it, but yeah. you could actually. But be a man. And I'll, come take a, I'll take a. I'll take a really, really, really safe risk and say fifty. Fifty million. Yep. 
it's probably like it's probably like I'm 15 pretty, I'm, I, I think it was over 100. It, it's probably like 15 I think it was like 120 to be I honest. don't think it was that high I think it was World that. War Z brought home a lifetime gross of 202 oh, million oh, shit 359,711 dollars <laughs> I could have went with my 120 guess that have been okay Adam I didn't want to overshoot by like a, a thousand <laughs> your final answer you takes win. out Bobby Nacho by one point. That's you right. Win. By it's, one point for somebody who didn't know shit about zombies. I, I might have took out Bobby Nacho, but I didn't shoot him in the head, so he's coming back as a zombie. <laughs> Double tap. Those are the rules. Double tap. <laughs> and now you owe me a beer. Yes. Okay. That's a deal. You know what I like more than Christmas time? Cookies. Crime in Florida. You know who else likes that shit? It's close. Dennis <laughs> from First Sip Brew Box. <laughs> so again, I pit you against all your friends. So it was you and Dennis going head to head for uh, Florida Man Real News or Fake News. Do you remember that? I do. I think I did better against him than Nacho. Let's see if I swept him. Let's see. So, Dennis, we are here to be serious, of course, to bring you in and talk about the things you're doing. We're also here to have some fun. Oh, okay. Like so we took a hard swerve. We brought back something that we haven't played in a while. Skirt. It's called Florida Man or Fake News. Okay. Oh, and I'm liking this already. It's going to be you versus Adam. So what's going to happen here is I'm going to read off a headline. Now, I used, I took one creative writing class back in my undergrad. So <laughs> I have skills. So you have to discern whether or not this is a real Florida Man headline or if Big Papa Anderson over here broke out the old creative writing skills Ooh. and made one up. It's going to be tough, man, yes. because almost anything's possible in Florida. Exactly. You could tell me an alligator ate a unicorn. I'd be like, well, a unicorn should have been by the water. <laughs> they do blame the victims down there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so are you ready to play Florida Man or Fake News? Let's get in there. Okay. Reach back into the toolbox. The boys bring you some of the funniest headlines from Florida. So coming in at number one here, Florida Man is accused of trying to steal horses by riding them home. True or false? So he's just barebacking. There's no saddle. Or is he carrying a saddle with him? Florida man is accused of trying to steal the horses. And his idea of stealing the horses is to go full Wild West to ride them away. That's like sacks on backs. Exactly. So, I mean, you got to think about any kind of way. It's down in Florida. Lots of farming down there. Lots of ranches. Lots of ranchers. True. He's trying to make sure he has his own stable. Who's going first? I hope he's crossing state lines with him too. A little federal offense. Damn, there's a lot. There's Yo, a lot my man's Billy worried about the prosecution kid. over there. Billy the, Billy the kid here. I think Billy the kid's a Florida man. I think this is. A he Florida might just man. be. So I think it's real. I'm gonna play home field evangelist. Adam go first. Good, good. I, okay. I just did. <laughs> sorry, well, sorry about that, Dennis. Mostly because he just slid in there. <laughs> I think I think that's a Florida man. I think that's you're going true. Yeah, Dennis. Well, I guess I can't go after him because uh, there's only uh, two answers to this. There are two answers, but you can agree with him. And then we'll stay tied. You can stay tied, or you guys could both be losers. Here's the thing. Sacks on backs, baby. I'm saying true. And you're both right. Down yeah, in Lake damn. County, Florida, several stalls were open with a rancher seeing the defendant operating one of his company vehicles to corral the loose horses. Now... He uses the truck to push all of the horses in the open gates towards an exit out of the main farm of the white picket fence for the farm. 
pushes him towards the exit, and then he parks the truck to where he kind of chokes it off to a point, and he takes his time riding one horse a mile away from the ranch into a wooded area where he's created his own fenced-in area to then run back. But But the farmer saw this happening? The farmer saw it from a distance, so he wasn't home. He was only seeing the CCTV oh, remotely. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, we're in Florida. Get that shotgun, buddy. Like, you would think, well, right? Yeah, get the shotgun, but also, can we get some 4K? He would have known what was happening. Absolutely. <laughs> so you got to give this Florida man a little bit of credit. He really thought this one out. I mean, he was able to corral horses, bareback them into his own farm. But the thing is here, deputies still can't get out of this guy what he planned on doing with the horses. He was going to make... Horse sandwiches out of them. Possibly. Uh, we still don't know to this day. Some people say those horses are still running free in the forest. <laughs> One might turn into a unicorn and get eaten by an alligator. <laughs> Shouldn't I'm be close to the water. Florida, anything's possible. All my answers are going to be true tonight. <laughs> That's a good tactic. <laughs> I've just heard too much crazy shit from Florida, man. Let me just tell you that it's this is – I do a lot of work on making the games – here in the Jojatorium, this is the easiest one. I literally just go to Reddit slash our Florida man headlines. And I see the ones that look good, and then it just sparks my creativity, and I, I write like some other ones. So, speaking of being creative, this fake teen doctor known as Dr. Love is arrested again on fraud charges in Florida. <laughs> I know Dr. Love got arrested once, so I'm going to say it's true, and he got arrested again. Okay. Because he was being a, wasn't he being a gynecologist as well? Maybe. I believe. I'm pretty well, sure. If you're a creepy dude. That's why dude, they call him Dr. Love. That's every creepy dude's like part-time job as a gynecologist. But this is, a teen, this is like a teenager. Fake teen doctor known as Dr. Love is arrested again on fraud charges in yeah. Florida. Doogie Hauser down there getting the dirty. <laughs> you're talking about sexual assault charges. These are fraud charges. Oh, well, well you know. Maybe he does a good job, but then he just charges the insurance. All I'm saying is Dr. Love's <laughs> a very common name. That is true. So, Adam, what are you saying? I'm saying it's true. And I'm only going off a of wordplay here, so only because Mr. Anderson said, speaking of creativity, so I'm going to assume he created this. Uh, so I'm going to say false. Got him! Down in West Palm Beach, Florida, Malachi Love Robinson asked clients to send money to his personal <laughs> account in lieu of sending the funds to a shipping company that he worked for. Malachi claimed to have a PhD and an MD. At 18 years old, he was able to fraud $35,000 out of an elderly patient. That ain't enough. Which resulted in the wannabe doctor serving 21 months in a max security prison near Fort Worth, Texas. What was his name again? Malachi Love Black? I fought him in uh, Poland. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's crazy. I heard Tony Khan reach out to him and sign him to a contract. Malachi Love Robinson's all elite. Confirmed. Yo, I feel like that that people in like Trump's family's last name, they're gonna switch it to Love Black just so people don't think yeah. they're racist. Like Trump Love Black. I might vote for him at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 2024. <laughs> Is that the next time? God, please no. That's the next time, right? 2024. You're correct. Yeah, you are. It's, you know, I try to like block it out of my brain. I know. uh, know, It goes with the Olympics, usually. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So, speaking of sporting events, a Florida man attempts to sneak cocaine into a Tampa Bay Rays baseball game inside his anus. And the narcotics go into, he goes into a narcotics induced psychosis after the substance seeps out into his body. 
you can't trust the asshole. <laughs> it just starts. Oh man, imagine if he went streaking. You're never catching him. Oh, I know. And if you guys don't know, if, so if you guys don't know, uh, 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 narcotics induced psychosis is like if someone had a schizophrenic breakdown and they are also completely under the influence of the substance they take. Damn. So the narcotics induced psychosis isn't indicative of any one substance. You can actually have this if you smoke too much marijuana as well. Mm. So think about it. The cocaine is the narcotic that induces psychosis. So, so our, do you have to be predicated? Does your mental state have to be predicated on the fact that that could have happened eventually? And then all that did was like put a hot pocket in the microwave and sped it up? I think it kind of goes along the lines of like, how mad can you get? Have you ever been mm. so mad that you saw red? Did oh, you know shit. you were capable of that? It's well, I'm red, green, thing. colorblind, so no matter how mad <laughs> I get, never I saw red. So Yo, red. I saw brown, killed the motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, that sounds racist. <laughs> you said it, though. You said it. <laughs> I saw brown, so, killed So him. for our friends in the horror movie community, this is like the fast zombies in 28 Days Later. Oh, no. I don't, I don't fuck I don't yes. fuss with those. Mm. You just hear that. They're, just, they're running through the church. Uh, can we all go back and watch the movie and realize that not many black people died because we weren't there? Yeah, because <laughs> you were smart. Yeah, we went to the moon. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like we said, Smart. fuck you guys. Smart. Jeff Bezos, you're my boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jeff Bezos is sending civilians into space, which I don't understand at all. No one knows how to fly a plane, but they're in a rocket. Which, now that we're down well, this rabbit hole. Well, to be fair, hole, a rocket's going one direction. Until it comes back down. <laughs> well, not if it gets out of the Earth's uh, atmosphere, out of, the, uh, out of its well, orbit. Yeah, like the Challenger. <laughs> okay, well, rocket, okay I mean, rocket scientists. Oh, if we're going to bring up the past... <laughs> So <laughs> everyone knows the past it, it has nothing to do with the future, which is totally false. It absolutely does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read the Art of War. <laughs> <laughs> Since we Some went down this Bezos rabbit hole, it's totally it, – it proves that all these grow your hair back solutions are fake. Because yeah. if he could send a rocket into space, he could grow hair on his Yeah, yeah just, I agree. Damn. So just go bald. <laughs> bald motherfucker. So to cut right back to what we were doing here. Good, because I forgot. Yeah, the psychosis at a Rays game. A Florida man attempts to sneak cocaine into a Tampa Rays baseball game inside his anus and there, and goes into a narcotics-induced psychosis after the substance seeps out into his body. Damn. True or false? Can I go for the Grand Slam win? Sure. I'm going to say false because this happened at a Baltimore Orioles game instead. Okay. Because it sounds like a Baltimore thing. <laughs> Dennis? I will agree with Adam because he's <laughs> he's conveniently right about this stuff for uh, arbitrary reasons. I did hear the love story on a radio show. Yes. That's the only one I had any. So you guys are right. It yes. is false. But and for kind of the right answer, it was a Tampa Bay Lightning game. Oh, damn ah, it. Ah, gotcha. Guy tried to show up with his kids to watch a hockey game and it turned into a brawl. Totally <laughs> sounds like a Baltimore thing. Oh, yes. Here's the thing. If you can trust anything, Adam is always right about what happens in the anus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Expert. I can't even. <laughs> can't deny it. So uh, the way the story went here is he went to the hockey game and he decided that if he snuck it into his anus, he could go in between the first, second period, <laughs> pull it back out and take some bumps in the bathroom before he came back out because taking care of your kids must not be that fun right dad you got some shit on your nose or his kids are so bad he needs, he needs cocaine jolt. <laughs> so apparently though he went to the dollar store to get his balloons because that oh that's where you fucked his, up yeah that's you fucked up you gotta it. get some premium rubber homie yes. if you're putting drugs in the anus by the end of the first period this florida man was trying to fight the glass and everyone around him he was found half naked running through section g towards the exit when people thought maybe he was hurt but when he was stopped by security, they found out he went full Florida man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's Florida watching man. the kids? 
God's watching the kids. take the wheel. Any idea how old the kids were? Uh, Not to make this even more of a real story, but... I think I read... They're definitely under 13. Old enough to be scarred by this. Yeah, definitely have to go to therapy for this. But if there's a group of them, they'll take... You know, I've met a lot of street kids. Like, they'll they'll fuck you up. Yep. You know, Yeah. If that's their dad, this ain't the first time he doesn't, you know... I saw saw my daddy do this on our visiting weekend. (laughs) There was one weekend, their alligator ate a unicorn, so that's how that happened. And again, too close to the water. Know where you need to be, unicorn. That's it, man. Not blaming the victim, but also know your surroundings. Situational awareness, Shouldn't you be in movies with Tom Cruise and not... (laughs) Not Or at least, could could you... Could these Florida men just just get one black friend and none of this would ever happen? They have black friends. Oh, no. And they try to talk sense into the Florida men, but it never works. Because to be fair, we're going to give up and we're leaving. Yeah. We're not taking a risk encounter with the police. No. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, cocaine up your ass. See you later, Tom. Like, (laughs) not hanging out with you. I knew it was weird having a friend named Tom because, you know, he's an uncle. (laughs) I wasn't even going to go there. (laughs) It's all right. I'm here. I'll do it for you guys. (laughs) So, speaking of doing it for the guys, a naked Florida woman drove a golf cart through an armed standoff with deputies. Now, remember, you're down one. I am. You are down one. So, again, a naked Florida Florida woman drove a golf cart through an armed standoff with deputies. I feel like this is a trick question because it's only, like, Florida men. So it's a Florida woman. Okay. This, is a, this Florida woman did this. I think it's true. I know. Women are so powerful. I think it's true. True? True. What are you going with? I'm scared. Because <laughs> women are capable of anything. anything. And uh, since it's a Florida woman, she TikToked it. She oh, for did. sure. Because yeah. if I die in the next 20 years, my wife killed me. And I'm not <laughs> saying I didn't deserve it. I'm just saying she did it. We got to go talk to her, right? And she'll say she knows nothing. So I want to say false because I feel like I can get this point just based on semantics. She did it. Of she, what this game title is even called. She did it it's with Florida the golf man. cart on the beach. So a Florida woman can't go for a man. Okay. Um, well, without the proper uh, medical procedures Fuck in place, which I would need to see evidence. Yeah. So I'll say false based on technicality. And Adam takes the point because hey, it's true. No. When officers respond to a shots fired call for an 18-year-old male suspect, a quote-unquote heavily intoxicated woman drove her golf cart past several marked police vehicles. What's more is the female cart operator was completely naked and fought several officers who firstly tried to stop her from entering a dangerous crime scene and secondly tried to apprehend her for tampering with the crime scene when she repeatedly refused to follow police officer orders. This is wrong, but I have one question. Do we have an age on this young lady? Uh, No, I don't. (laughs) I have one question. Yes. When you say heavily intoxicated, is that predicated on the fact that she's intoxicated by a, a large amount of intoxications i don't know if that's intoxicants worse. or intoxicants <laughs> or is it heavily intoxicated because she's a large woman <laughs> that that could also factor into why i was asking age <laughs> so i'll go back and see but what i think is hilarious here is that it was a shots fired call for an 18 year old male suspect so you have officers trained on yo this, that's this his site. girlfriend Nah. What a she swerve. came in yeah. like a wrecking yeah. ball. Yeah. In my dreams, it's his mom or his grandmama. <laughs> now, in your dreams, 
In my dreams, yeah. I want this to be my girl sick friend. fantasies. <laughs> like a 22-year-old, well-endowed. Yeah, but she's not coming through magical like octopus lady. like mom will. Those no. things will hit the ground. No, no, no. Mom, mom and grandma, they ain't, they ain't there to make friends. <laughs> you know, they're trying to take someone out. Meemaw, utterpuss is coming through. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, I knew this show went off the rails, but I was unprepared for this. Oh, Florida Man. And this I is what like we, it. when we do Florida Man or fake news, it gets wild. Plus, we were real <laughs> serious in the first half. I don't think there was enough funny, so now I'm just saying outrageous Amen. shit. <laughs> so, last one here, Dennis. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to make, make it. Make it triple points. Make it double points so you can at least tie. No, triple. You want no, triple? I, tried so, real I want hard. triple points. Chance for the win? I mean, here's the thing. Unless Adam's afraid, then don't do oh, triple. Well, don't make me mad or the balloon in my ass might pop. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's been popped for 35 minutes. Yeah. So He's I'll, about to fight everyone. I'll give you this PBR. one. I'll give you this one. If, it's, if you get it right, Dennis, I'll give you the win. Okay? You'll completely... Take over Adam. Well, to be fair. Giggity, giggity. So it's a case of sudden death over time? Sudden death over like time. Like in that lightning game? Yep. <laughs> lightning game? Who, did my wife talk to you no, about that's No, that's where the man's <laughs> My wife, wife talked to you gold. about what we did last night? She called it the lightning game The lightning well. round. <laughs> so listen carefully to this one. Okay. Florida child, 14 years old is now on probation after attempting to sell uncle crack cocaine that was later found to be limestone. Wait, how can you get charged for selling a drug that's not You a can't drug? sell something and call it a drug. Mm. It's still considered trafficking. Jesus. I was Florida child, 14-year-old, now on probation after attempting to sell uncle crack cocaine that was later found to just be limestone. I think it's only fair that I... Oh, I guess it doesn't work if Dennis goes first, huh? Well, win. did you say I go first? I thought Adam had a home field, so he, he has home field. First. So I'm I'm going first. Yes, yeah. I think that's false. Okay, fuck. Why? I think you creatively wrote that, and I don't think there's much limestone in Florida for some reason. I don't anywhere. know that. <laughs> I know most of it's in Kentucky. That's why the water's so good. True. It's urban. There you go. Here's the thing. I did an episode recently with a geologist, so I'm going to say false. Okay. So you guys are both going false. So, so you're just going for the loss, Dennis. Yeah. So well, it, I can't wait. Oh no, because if we both pick the same thing, you I lose. lose no matter what. Fuck. Man, All right, not, I gotta go true. Now. You're not a very good strategist. I want to play Monopoly with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I'll poop on the board. No matter what, Dennis, you would have lost this one because it is a false story. Fuck! I knew it. I knew it because I did do a recent episode with a geologist. <laughs> I didn't believe that. <laughs> Plus, I just believe in your creative writing. That's a very good. That's one. what I'm saying. But I feel supported here. So many things are believable when it comes to Florida. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. <laughs> uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz, and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code, MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. 
Adam, quit eating. A- Adam. What? It's my birthday. First off, happy birthday. Seriously. You forgot. You I... just got me these bells. No. I love playing with them. Well, put them down. Put them down. Put them down. I have to ask you a question. How many sugar cookies did you eat? As many as I could find. Yeah. My wife's real pissed. But how many Reese's peanut butter cups did you eat during Halloween? As many? Oh. Oh, all of them. Yeah. All it... of them. The kids got none. And then you just went to Shurkoma and wished for sprees, right? Never. Nope. I think you did. Let's go to the clip. Speaking of being nice, Adam, do you remember when you were trick-or-treating when you were a little kid? Like the, the sacks of candy you'd bring home? Pillowcases. Pillowcases, my go-to carrier of candy. Yes. They weren't made for comfort. They were made for transportation. But I can tell you... One of my favorite things to do was to sit down with whoever went trick-or-treating with and break the candy all apart and start making trades and everything. Um, and I would say that there were pieces of candy that I would never trade away. And they just so happened to be the non-chocolate candies. So, Adam, I challenge you to the Mount Rushmore of non-chocolate candy. I want you to think Halloween. I want you to think trick-or-treating. We're getting rid of chocolate. Chocolate's so 2000 and late. We're in 2021. We want to have non-chocolate candies. (laughs) So for new listeners who don't know how this works, we go back and forth. We each get four picks in total. We compare and contrast, argue it out. And then we want to make sure between the two of us of the eight total picks we have, we pick the top four and snake back and forth. So if Adam takes my number one, I got to think of a new number one and so on and so forth until we come up with the four best non-chocolate candies that you're going to get in your pillowcase this year. I'll tell you right now, a little warning, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I've never been worried about you when it comes to candy, and I'm not going to fucking start now, bash line. <laughs> and just so happens that it's my turn to go first. So, oh, okay. It's my turn. I believe it's, you. I don't keep track, so go right ahead. I don't keep track either. I'm just taking it. I'm just telling you I'm going first. <laughs> because your threats, I'm taking them as credible, and I'm out here to start smashing you. So with my first pick, I'm taking a piece of candy that is not just delicious. It is actually versatile because when you bite off both ends, it becomes a straw, and you can drink your gamer fuel when you're playing Halo with your friends at a LAN party. And I'm going with the classic Twizzlers. Ooh. Oh, man. Why do you gotta do that? Because I can't can't argue against Twizzler. I can't. That's a that's a strong round one. I'm gonna be fucking bulletproof. I'm a thick man who loves non-chocolate candy. I'm about to drop heat on you. I'm napalm to you right now. Kenny Omega, my ass. That's right. No one kicks out the one winged angel or the type two diabetic plunge. <laughs> type two twizzler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So I've yeah, I've shown my I mean, first round pick. Cool. There's there's such variety in Twizzlers too. Like yes. you got all the flavors. But what's your favorite out of all the varieties? So here's the thing. I love the classic ones, but I like the package of the nibs, the little ones, little right. guys, because I can split open the top of it and like you just drink them like I'm driving my car. So it's, it's not like a flavor. It's like the the mini versions are like my favorite. But is that still like one flavor? Like I think the classic flavor is strawberry. Right? Yes. So strawberry, but I do love um, the rainbow ones that came out because it was like all these different like tropical flavors, I think. Oh, that sounds good. 
That was really good. I'm sure I've had them. I just don't remember. But I liked, so I also like the chocolate ones. Strangely enough, I know this is non-chocolate, but they're just chocolate flavored. And we're not putting it on the list. They also have these, like, I think it was cherry lemonade. So it was like a the cherry Twizzler outside. And then they injected it with, like, lemon or lemonade taffy. And yes. Phenomenal. It instantly made my mouth water. I, t- I would take one bite out of it, and I was like wiping the corners of my mouth because it was just so a- uh, like acidic. It would just oh, start I'm a piling big up. Fan of lemon candies. Oh yeah, lemon candies in general. Like, I'm, it's not gonna make my list, but I loved lemon heads so fucking much because of the lemon I, flavor. I say, don't expect my first pick to be lemon heads, but I do love lemon. Candies. I do. I love lemon heads. It wouldn't make this I list. Don't love that lemon candy enough. <laughs> oh, actually, the rest of my list: Lemonheads, Alibaba Chew, and Gatorade gum. <laughs> if you, if you steal a couple of mine. Lemonheads might make it because they're they're deep on my list, but they ain't first round. Right. Because my first round pick, which also has a great lemon flavored candy in a multiple of flavors, is not only sweet, but they're sour. Sometimes they're nice. Sometimes they're mean. Their new marketing campaign, I fucking hate. But whatever. <laughs> it's Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Uh, I love Sour Patch Kids. I'm a big fan of gummy. I'm a big fan of fruity. And I like it to abuse my palate. And Sour Patch Kids do all of that. There's something about getting through a bag of those things where you're like, holy shit. My tongue is about to melt out of my mouth. It hurts. But you can't stop. You can't stop eating them. And again, these are our personal picks. And everything... I plan on choosing in my top four is things that if they are in my kitchen, if they're in my pantry, they will be there for less than 24 hours. If they're in the house, I'm going to eat them. I'm going to eat all of them until I don't feel good. So likewise, definitely qualify for that. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with that more. If these things are in my house, I'm going to attack. I do the thing where I'm like, oh, I'll just take like one or two. It's totally fine. And then I find myself taking one or two more, then one or two more. And then before I know it, the whole bag's gone. And my wife is asking me what I did with all the groceries. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Daddy got daddy got hungry and he didn't want to eat apples and shit. <laughs> so I'm, ra- I'm bringing the heat here the second round. Okay. Yeah. Now everyone talks about all these chewy candies and i like my candy to be a little crunchy sometimes so i'm gonna go with a classic candy not everybody i don't know if you don't want to get on board that's totally fine with you but i'm gonna tell you right now sprees are where it's at sprees sprees man those things they had like a nice texture to them and you crunch into them it was like the original flavor crystals man you they break in your mouth and you just like coat your mouth i just Oh, what? what it just seems like the dollar the great value version of skittles it's just like shitty puck shaped skittles shut your fucking mouth when you talk about sprees sprees are delicious oh you can have them they suck out loud i'll have all of them and i'll i'll beat up kids to get them they're so fucking good to me and they came in packages of two like annoyingly came in packages of two where you couldn't rip the one end. you had to like push the two together to right. pop the middle of the packaging oh, i like that so i like rip I'm, them apart it was good one if i can give you a bright spot on sprees they were tart yeah. am i correct like they were all tart. there weren't like sour sprees they were just sour yeah so the sour 
tickles my fancy a little bit, but other than that, they're just shitty Skittles. Shitty no. Tums version Skittles. You're wrong. You're so you're so wrong. And I knew I was going to defend this one to you because you're like high falutin and everything. You're like, oh, it's fucking so Skittles. High. It's your second pick. Yeah. You came out with a banger like Twizzlers and then you Oh my and God. I followed it up with a secondary banger in Spree's. Okay. So, sorry, I'm fucking winning. Sorry, I'm fucking winning. <laughs> against one. I'm about to start winning right now. Well, what do you got? My second pick's easy. Also has a great lemon-flavored candy and a variety of fruity, chewy snacks. And it is your individually wrapped favorites that come in a stick. Starburst. I thought you were going to say Mentos. They're <laughs> <laughs> even shittier sprees. Actually, I don't know. I'd have to eat them side by side. No, Starburst. And specifically the pink and the yellow. So the strawberry and the lemon flavors are my favorite. Which is crazy, too, because most people don't like the lemon ones, but they're my favorite. My least favorite is orange. Yeah, it's whenever like being in high school i remember one of the vending machines it had it had decent candy in it and people would always get the starburst and they would try to find me to hand me all the lemon ones i'm like you guys are suckers like oh matt likes lemon starburst it's not like i'm eating dog shit they're lemon starbursts they're delicious well and the fun part for this being like halloween specific candy too is the snack pack of starburst you only got two squares so it was like oh man am i gonna get double pink double yellow Am I gonna get two oranges and like just want to freaking quit Halloween? Like it was a gamble. It was a, it was a fun game. Nowadays, I just go into the freaking get go of the sheets and I get the mini ones. You don't even have to unwrap them. You just shovel them in. But again, Starburst, Starburst are in the house. Boom! And a little peek behind the curtain. There, there's I. They're made by the Sour Patch Kids and Starburst are made by some similar company because you can get the mixed bag and they're both in there. And I think Twizzlers are in with them too. They are. And it, oh, oh, it's just a wonderful time of year. Just a great, just great candy, man. Test I, my blood sugar. What's the what's the ripoff brand though? Like the great value brands, like Mamba or something like that. There's Mamba, and there's like one called High Chew, and they're both way too hard. Like yeah. they're not as chewy. They're not as soft as Starburst. I feel like I could use like a king size High Chew as a nightstick. Yeah. <laughs> I could beat the like, shit out of somebody. Both of those flavors included grape in their pack. And I'm like, ew, screwing up. Who wants fucking grape candy? Mm. Sounds miserable. I mean, it's probably a good one out there. I just don't know of it. So my third round pick here, because I gotta keep I gotta keep the pace here. You're picking all these mainstream candies because that's what you that's what you are. You're main you're at a mainstream bash line. That's what you're picking. I just didn't know Spree. I didn't know Sprees were so hipster. I'm sorry. Well, well, buckle up, motherfucker, because Mike and Ike's is coming up third, baby. <laughs> I love Mike and Ike's. They they are the original pills that I put in my mouth before I started taking my antidepressants. I love Mike and Ike's to death. Mike, Mike and Ike's are horseshit. What? You know what? I can't. I can't say too much bad because i do prefer them over sprees by far so and at least they, <laughs> there are two shittier versions of mike and ice which are the good and plenties and the hot tamales both suck oh yeah I'm well, t- actually hot tamales i can get behind if i'm in the mood but good and plenty suck 
but there, there was I, I think Mike and Ike's are better than Spree's. I don't think they belong on a top eight or top four or top ten of anything, but they're better than Spree's. So you're telling me I should just put Mike and Ike's ahead of Spree's and just kind of reverse my picks here? Like, take... I mean, neither of them are making. I'm going to veto either of those horseshit picks. You're going to have a hard time talking me out of it. I mean, I got fucking Starburst, bro. Like, yeah. I saw, what are you going to pick next? Oh, hey, man, uh, I know I can't pick Reese Cups because it has chocolate in it. What else can I pick from that mainstream fucking bullshit? This is Halloween. When you went trick-or-treating, what were you were you trick-or-treating in Mount Lebanon in a gated community? Come on, man. I, I was I trick-or-treating was. in my piece of shit coal mining town, and people were throwing Necco wafers at me like, here's this and a penny. <laughs> so I grew up... I grew up well. The early years, I I trick or treated in Crafton, but the like my last four or five years, I trick or treated in Cannonsburg. But they had a separate trick or treat day most years from Peters Township. So I did trick or treat in Peters Township. I knew it with a pillowcase, and so I got some fancy candy. I'm I'm not gonna lie. So I want I you. So I, I made it, but you know. So I'm telling you right now, there's no doubt in my fucking brain that when you went trick-or-treating in cannonsburg you came home with bags of sprees bags of mike and ike's you had the lemon heads a lot of they, milk duds oh yeah i mean i know that's a chocolate candy but a lot of milk duds in Kansas a lot of milk duds oh yeah <laughs> all right then so if you think you've mr affluence i want to make sure that i i humble myself to you for your third pick what do you bring to the table i'm jumping off my lemon bandwagon for a different fruity gummy candy because I obviously have a lane. I obviously have a type. Yeah. And I'm going across the pond. I'm going way across the pond. I'm going to Sweden, baby. And I'm getting them Swedish fish. You took you took my fourth round pick. Oh, uh, you should, definitely should have put that in the second spot. Above Sprees? That's, That's a good fucking yes. No. No, 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 no. I'm taking, I'll take a handful of sprees first before I take a handful of Swedish fish. Your taste is trash. I don't even mean to, I, I, no insult, no, no offense taken. You're trash. <laughs> you know what? Hey. You're trash. Thanks, Ricky Bobby. I appreciate you saying no disrespect before you say what you say. <laughs> That's still disrespectful. <laughs> Point of personal preference. You're trash. <laughs> personal preference you can't use a fluent candy against poor people candy i have poor people candy thank you very much you can you still know what affluent candy tastes like you've had it before in your life at some point well yeah because i'm because affluent candy is still only like two (laughs) dollars just call them swedish fish they're not really imported dude like they're not that expensive you just told me you went across the pond for them way across the pond for them are you lying now well, yeah, I went across the street for him. I got him across the street. I mean, there's Swedish fish. They got to come from Sweden. Yeah. Uh, dude, during the 4th of July, I had the um, the Liberty pack of those things, and I housed them. It was like uh, it was a lemon one, a, their original red one, and this blue raspberry one. I just like, bah, 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 bah. I you ate know. them, like, just crushed them. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they're th- the best. I don't know. Sweden's Sweden's berry game is way above the U.S.'s. Sorry for any international incident that might cause. The yeah. berry candies are crushing it. They destroy, man. And I and I can say this: I love Swedish fish. I uh, I love Swedish fish a lot, which is why it was my fourth round pick. But luckily for me, I did have a backup. 
Now, uh, my backups are usually not as hot as my first pick for those slots, but I want to take you back to a very, very simple time where we would collect little things here and there, like little trinkets from our favorite movies. And this candy helped you collect those things because it helped you show off to your friends when you had a moment. So my favorite thing is when I had this little little guy who it was the Darth Vader helmet. And when you pulled his head back, one little piece of Pez would stick out and you were able to give Darth Vader a little French kiss and, mm, mm, and you would eat the Pez. My fourth round pick, bringing up the rear, I'm going with Pez. Back to you and your trash candy. <laughs> it's not I trash mean, candy. If you want to get the bleep button ready, this just solidifies trash candy. That's just helped all you and your friends learn how to pop meth tablets. Yep. <laughs> it's the trashiest candy. I can't deny that the orange ones were really good, though. I did get kind of hooked on those. Yeah. I know it's um but it's just so funny coming from the area we know we grew up in you being like oh pez is really good it dispenses you one tablet at a time <laughs> it kind of looks like a xanax bar <laughs> xanax and meth i loved oh, pez so much because i was also you i was very addicted to um getting the little dispensers too i did have the darth vader one and i did have like ninja turtles and stuff like that i always had the little dispensers uh, and also, too, because you could go to the dollar store when you were a kid and you can get like the 50 rows of Pez and you can load them into your dispensers. And they're like, hey, man, in my neighborhood, when you had a fully loaded Pez dispenser, you were king. Do the West Virginia mating call. <laughs> I got Oxys. I got Roxies. I got Perkies. I got Vikies. <laughs> I got Pez. Started off with a Pez dispenser. Look at me now. Look at me now. <laughs> well, I do have to say I'm surprised my fourth pick made it. I'm surprised you didn't pick it. Yeah. And you kind of half insulted it earlier by calling out Reese cups. Oh. Which are chocolate. But Reese's makes a great product that is not chocolate. It's candy-coated, sugary peanut butter, and it's Reese pieces. And that's my number four. I can't argue with that candy at all. Not that should have been your number I know, one. I know I'm skewing away from my fruity preference, but I cannot leave Reese pieces off the ballot here. Reese Reese pieces, let me tell you, great candy. Better than Sour Patch Kids. Not quite passing up sprees on my list. You're fucking dumbass. What? I'm just saying. Like, okay, I'm going to get a mouthful of crunchy fucking peanut butter, or I can get a mouthful of sweet, sour sprees. I'm going to pick sprees every time. It's not making it on Mount Rushmore, so pick something else. Um, I'll fight you to death to get, keep sprees off. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll call you a dumb redneck at a dinner. <laughs> well... Corn Cobb TV executive Adam Bashline, before you call me a dumb hick and denounce all of my candies, we do have to debate these out and pick the top four out of these eight rounds. So, because I know you're never going to let it go, 
I'm going to give you the uncontested number one spot because you did still sweetest fish from me. And I love Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids would have made my list, but you did take it first. I didn't expect that from you. Uh, I actually kind of thought you would put Swedish fish first because that's my brain was thinking about that too, but I'm going to give you the uncontested first round pick and you can pick one of mine too. Spreeze is on the board. You can pick Spreeze and put them in. I mean, I know they're available. They suck. Uh, And uh, in all honesty, Swedish fish as a child was my favorite, but I grew into Sour Patch Kids as a teenager and never left them. Um, So I'm throwing Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Okay. On to the top. Not a bad first choice there. They were also the featured candy, spoiler alert, on Bob's Burgers this Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they called them something else, but they were basically Sour Patch Kids. So I haven't watched proves, that one yet. Just proves they're the best. It's a really good Halloween episode. I'll have to check that out when I get a moment. So, uh, so I get the next one, and I want to make an argument for... There's one on your list I'll let you have, and that is it. Mike and Ike's. So I want to say Mike and Ike's deserves the number two slot because not over, not over something else on your list. Sprees. <laughs> no. No. Th- this ain't happening. You got one good choice. I think you got one that would fit into my four. It's not about me putting my picks into your Mount Rushmore. It's about our us taking our picks and making our Mount Rushmore. You just don't know your non-chocolate candies very well. Mike and Mike's are delicious, and that you don't believe that just makes me believe more that you're in a satanic cult. Your palate's trash. I think you can maybe try to force them into the four spot, but you're putting Twizzlers over Mike and Ike's. So you're letting me put Twizzlers then? I'm okay with Twizzlers. Stop Twizzlers. To be honest, the only one I'm okay with on your list is Twizzler. Well, prepare to get into a knockdown jagout fight here for the last, <laughs> last one. No, no problem. All right, so who's number three then? Do you want me to let you pick one of mine so I can just help you out on number four? Absolutely not. No. If I give you between Starburst and Swedish Fish, will you pick one of those? No, because it's between Spree's and Mike and Ike's. I, I put Pe- I put Pez on Starburst number three. Okay, because I put Pez on there as like my jokey pick. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue for I'm not gonna argue for Pez. Pez is like the jokey. Here's the thing. If you're just gonna let me put Starburst number three, you can't say any of your other ones beat Reese Pieces. Like, dude, Spree- Spree's beat the fucking shit out of Reese's Pieces. They do. Reese's Pieces is some of the best shit. E.T. will tell you Reese's Pieces wins this shit. Yeah, and his video game got buried in the desert. You're not going to believe that piece of but shit. The movie did not. No, the movie didn't, but for Christ's sake, all the other ports did. So, mm, one hit wonder. Friendship based around Reese's Pieces, the, the best non-chocolate candy that I could pick forth. The only reason why it wasn't Sprees is because they weren't making Sprees yet. If it was, if they were making sprees at the same time they were making Reese's pieces, the sprees would have been on the floor too, and each of them going, man, fucking finger in those next. Sprees are trash. I'm not letting you ruin our list of sprees. Okay. Or, or Mike, and Mike and Ike's. No. They're the shitty poor people of movie candy. Wow. You're really showing your colors, man. <laughs> Sold out. Thought you were cool. <laughs> You're going to Halloween Kills. Do you want Reese Pieces or do you want Mike and Ike's? You want to throw it up to a crowd vote? We can throw it up to a crowd vote. 
I'm not letting you put sprees on, but I'll let you put Mike and Ike's against Reese Pieces. And you're going to lose and you're going to be sad. Okay. How about this? To make this to make this list put it on the grum. I will. I'm going to put it on the grum and I'm going to put it on Twitter. I'll put them head to head. I'll put I'm so I'll offended put, by how shitty your candy picks are. Well, Adam, those are, are the best clips from our first year doing the podcast. It was a great time. It really was. I think we're going to get even better next year, though. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, from where we are here in the Jojitorium, uh, for Adam's birthday and the day after Christmas, hopefully you guys had a great holiday season. And if you want to find out what's going with Adam, just follow him at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. That's Facebook and Instagram. And also follow him on Untapped. We'll find out what's going on with the boys. We're at DKNWTB on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our listener polls drop on Tuesdays, new episodes on Sundays. And don't forget to send in your questions, comments, and whatevs to DKNWTB at gmail.com. So again, from the Judgeatorium, where we're celebrating the holiday season to where you are enjoying this episode. Until next time, cheers. See you in the new year.